Lucky Boys Podcast. Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And we have a very special guest here today. The Lion of Wall Street, serial entrepreneur and investor, Jay. Welcome nice to the show. to meet you guys. Well, that's quite Wait, an intro. You know let's, do, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, not the Lion of Wall Street. Do the Lion of New York. Because <laughs> you do Wall Street, it's just like, what the fuck does this guy do? You know, I don't want to be like Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, okay. Okay, right. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to keep all this. Go ahead. Okay. You want to All right, let me reintroduce. Re- yeah, re- re- <laughs> what, the Lion of Wall yeah yeah here we got we got a very special guest here today the lion of new york serial entrepreneur and investor jay welcome to the show nice to meet you guys (laughs) (laughs) how long have we known each other over a decade like probably 15 years over two decades two decades oh is it two it has to be wow you know time flies i've been out of school for two decades so it's it's been a while why do they call you the lion of well is it self-proclaimed yes exactly so why Uh, do you call yourself the lion of new york so the the lion came about when you know i was just tired of being poor you know and one day it was actually you know we we hooped a lot together so when we were kids, right? Yeah. Back yeah. in the mean streets of... <laughs> exactly. So I was leaving. Um, it was like a basketball practice. And I was with actually another mutual friend of ours, Ming. And then uh, we were all heading down to the subway. And at, at that point, it was a $1.50 for, for a fare. A card, yeah. And um, I remember going down there with everyone. And jokingly, I said... Oh guys, I don't have a dollar fifty, and they're like, "Stop, stop!" Everyone's saying that to me, and but it, in reality, I had nothing. I had zero in the bank. So there, they, and I was just, you know, I was being prideful. So I said, "Yeah, I have a dollar fifty. Hmm. You don't have to spot me, right?" They all went in, and I pretended to like, "Oh, I have a call or whatever," right? So I waited, and then they all took the train. I actually left and walked home, which was probably eight miles but after an exhausting basketball practice so i didn't want to hop the train i actually wanted to do the right thing so i just ended up walking and during that walk i think that's when my mentality changed and i said i'm never going to be poor again so uh during that walk i was exhausted cramping and and at that point i think something triggered in my head and i said you know what, I'm gonna bust my ass and I'm gonna do whatever possible, And I, but I have to kind of morph myself, right? I can't be this quiet mouse. I can't be um, a person who just settles. I have to really change my mindset. And that's when the lion was born in me. So you had to reinvent yourself. And for those yes. of you listening, <clears throat> I actually knew Jay during those uh, humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all had those humble beginnings. Yes. And I, I don't think at that stage in our lives, finance was, high on a priority list yes. we kind of just accepted where we are because we we're just born into that and that was very normal for us to You're feel right. like that yes because all of our friends were in the same boat but then those moments of clarity uh, those rock bottom moments exactly. ignite something in yes. you yes. and something is born i have to realize i needed to do these things to get where i want to go and what were those things and those things were obviously you know finishing school uh also working multiple jobs at once to make sure I could live and, and and not worry about you know the month to month. So I actually worked three part-time jobs to make sure I had enough for all my bills and then some where I'll, I'll at least have a dollar fifty right in the bank right. account. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step just to solve problems like that. 
and then build upon that. So, you know, I went the long route. I started at Baruch College, right? I remember. And um, I went there for like a year. And at that point, you know, I had no money. Like, I was just like a broke kid. Like most college kids are, right? Broke. Uh, I also one summer decided to take out credit cards because you know how they camp outside <laughs> and they, they get should, you. They, lure you right? in, they get all yeah. these, you know, back then. I don't think they do it as much anymore, but that was the, the scam for all these credit cards. They'll just camp outside and give you like free water guns or like, yeah. <laughs> or like volleyballs and then sign yeah. up. And then next thing you know, you get a thousand dollar credit and then credit card and then you start spending. So one summer I just spent it all and I was all, I was in this debt. So again, like I have to build myself back. So the next summer, it took me all summer to pay it back. Uh, and that's another reason why I dropped out because I had that debt um, and I was poor too. So, so I had to work these three part-time jobs to pay that back. Uh, and then I realized you needed that piece of paper to kind of move on, right? After working two years. So I took off two years from at school. At that time. At, at that, that time. time. And then when I wanted to go back to Baruch, um, they said, we just built this vertical campus, beautiful. We're not letting you back. And there's a million kids who want to come in now. You decided to leave. Oh, wow. So that hurt me too. I'm like, shit, what do I do now? So I sucked it up and I actually went to community college. Oh, yeah. So I, actually I did went not, to, I didn't know that. Cause I, yeah. I thought you was broken then. Didn't you go to Columbia? No, I, I was working there for faculty. And then later I took some graduate courses. Okay. Right. So that did help later on that's after i graduated in psychology from city college so um and, and ironically when i just got this award uh for the outstanding 50 asian americans in business next to me was the president of baruch and i said wow. to him i'm a dropout but we <laughs> ended up here together and he's like 60 years old you know right so that he was like can you come back <laughs> But he was right next to me, and it was like it was it was one of those like aha moments too. Like shit, the president of Baruch, who has degrees, you know, degrees, degrees, degrees lined up, and me, who dropped out of you know that college, is right next to him. I ended up at the same place. Okay, let's know? let's rewind a bit. Yeah, let's. Yeah, so, I, I, I just have to drop that in because we no, talked that's about no, that's it. a yeah. great story coming from where we came from. Yeah. It was like we're, this is not supposed to happen to people like us. Yes, yes, yes. so. I mean, but it can't just be, okay, I went to school, got my degree. Yeah, yeah. It can't just be, I decided that I'm going to be a turn on beast mode. Yeah. How did you figure it out? And I mean, it's yeah. clear that you had poor financial literacy. Yes. Because yes. you fell for the credit card scam. Yes, yeah. Again, it goes back to just, just executing game plans for yourself and milestones, right? So I said, let me graduate. I graduated. Let me get you know, somewhere where people make money and that's on Wall Street, that's finance. So, okay, let me get a job at a bank, investment bank, because that's where everybody's going, right, to make money. And at the time, the banker or investment banker was hot, right? So I said, how do I get there? So I ended up getting a job at Columbia. You know, I met some good people. But with that resume, uh, with that Colombian name also, it was easier for me to get into, you know, get my foot into places so i was able to um land a job you know at a bank on wall street and at the interview i still remember uh you know i didn't have the qualifications like most of these 
aspiring bankers. I was older because I took off uh, two, uh, a few years. So most of the analysts coming in, they were like 22, 23. I was already 25, 26, right? Um, and what happened from there was it actually benefited me having the experience that I had working because I did work full time and go to school full time. That's how I crunched it. I would go to school from, uh, no, I would go to work from nine to five and then six to nine classes. And then even Saturdays, I'll take classes too all day long. It, it sucked. It really sucked because if, if Friday night I wanted to go out, I couldn't really go out. Right. Uh, and then if I did, I was just like brain dead the next day in class. But I told the managing director who's hiring me, I said, look, I work full time and I went to school full time. So hard work is nothing new to me and I'll work harder than anybody on the floor. And he saw that passion in me and he took a chance, even though I had no experience. But then that takes me to the next phase where I busted my ass in life and I sat there, you know, I was making good money finally, uh, but I felt like I was built for more because if I could overcome all these things, like I'm built for something else. Uh, and it realized me working at a bank that I don't want to be in here. I'm too dynamic. Like, like you said, be small. Like I felt like I wasn't meant for this, but how do I get out? Right? This is the next phase. And for me to get out is learn. Right? So during the whole meltdown in 2008, that's when I left. And I just, that's when I saw like bonuses going to nothing and, and the future going nowhere. Uh, especially during that time in the banking world. Yeah, it was scary for the whole world. It was like the end of the world. Yeah, for the, for the for big banks or, you know, can't fail, but yeah, they did. So I, I saved up little money. I started trading, learning on my own, and immediately I lost a bunch of money because, you know. That's what happened to most people. Yeah, like 99% of yeah. people will lose money because you're just not educated, right? And then this is where you'll lose money and win. And then this is where you start picking up these little like phrases that built you back up. Like, for example, I would say when you lose, don't lose the lesson. So if I'm losing on a trade or or in some investment, then I'm not I'm not going to do that same shit again. Right. So it's just learning. But now you're playing with your own money and you have to learn. So uh, so for years, you know, and it wasn't that hard, I would say, because after 2008, everything went back up. So it was easy. It was good timing. It was yeah. good timing for me. Wait, so you were putting money in the market yes. while everybody was running away? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like smart money. And this is when I left too, right? So this is just good timing at that point. So everything started going up. You know, Citibank was a dollar. I remember. You know, like everything was shit. Everything was on sale. Yeah, everything was massive sale, like 90% sale. Was it the market was what, at 8,000? Seven thousand, yes. six thousand. I think it went. Down yeah, at it one was point. crazy. Yeah. So from there, I was able to have some big wins. And then when you make money in the market, what happens is you start getting all these startups, these smaller companies. Um, like, hey, write a check into invest into my deal. So I would invest into one, and all of a sudden, I would get more and more and more. So all of a sudden, I saw myself putting ten grand into like ten deals, right? 
And this is where VCs and private equities would come in, right? And I didn't even know this, right? So I was just so doing this myself. You were doing like your own VC without Yes, even. exactly, without even learning on my but own. For those that don't know what VC is, venture yeah, capital. Venture capital, yeah. So I would write like, let's say 10 grand into 10 deals and let's say seven of them would flop, you know, mismanage, fraud, whatever, right? It never executes. Mm -hmm. But then three, let's just say one of them you break even. So it was like a real life Shark Tank. Yes, and then one, I'll make 300%, but then one, I'll make 20X, and that 20X covers everything. Right, oh, yeah, so, so that's how I started investing, um, just small, and then you start learning, right? And then one day, I invested in a small biotech company, and I saw it go from 150 million uh, market cap to five billion. And then did it get its FDA approval or something? Yeah, it got yeah. FDA, and then eventually got bought out. But when I saw that happen, I was—you know—I didn't make all of that, by the way. I sold way before, but when I saw that, I was like, "That's what I want to do in life. I want to build these companies. I want to be able to build a company that has a potential to become a billion-dollar company." So that's what I do now. Now my career has morphed again, uh, where now I just solely come in and I invest into companies and we build them and we scale them you know, pretty much almost from zero. Okay, right? two questions. One is, how did it feel to get off the boat early while it was still going? There's oh still yeah, more. I mean, that's when also. Does it, you know, does it agitate you or you go, yeah. you know what, I can't get mad because I profited? Yeah, so that, both. And one thing is, it goes back to that quote, when you lose, you don't lose a lot, but this time when you win, <laughs> you don't lose a lesson too, because I was somewhat still an amateur during that point. So you want to be able to smart, a smart investor in me now would say, let me sell half, mm. right? At that big dollar cost average. Yes, oh. make your money, get your, take your principal back, right? And then let the rest ride, it's house money anyway. Right, so had I done that, I would have made another two thousand percent. Right, so yeah, you sold that early. Yeah, yeah, I sold Jesus. when it popped, like you know, four hundred percent. But that's what you you start learning like that, yeah. and that's what I try to live by these days: is take your original investment out, and then some, you know, and then let the rest ride because now you're just playing with house money and you don't have anything to worry. Take about. off the edge, the mental yeah. edge, and, it, and yes, and if it tanks on you then you still make money it doesn't really matter you said yeah. you had two questions what's the other one so how do you look what do you look for in a company mm -hmm. is it the mm -hmm. idea is it mm -hmm. the person behind sure. the idea yeah yeah uh, to take a step back also the reason why i do this and i kind of morph the motto is i would write bigger checks now it could be six figures it could be seven figures so when i'm writing these type of sizes and I've learned the hard way once again. I lose it. I've lost millions of dollars like investing into other people. So these days I'm tired of that. These days I'm investing in myself. So when I do a deal, I come in and we take a controlling position or we help run the company. We help build it, not being a passive investor anymore. Now with this type of money, I want to grow it, right? So that's what I wanted to take a step back. Now, moving forward to your to your, to your other um, question is, uh, how do I look for these companies? Was that it? Yeah. How do you yeah. look for? Ah. Is it the people or yes, is it the yes, idea? Yes, yes. That's the qualities. Yeah. 
So yeah, management is number one. You have to be able to work with someone you trust and that you think is honorable, right? How, how do you gauge that though from a one-time yeah. meeting? Yeah, it's not just meeting. a one-time. You're going to be working with them. You're going to see- But before you put this, the name on yeah, the line. Yeah, and before I write a check too, yeah. right? Because all the companies I come in, I write checks for. And that's why people you know, want to deal with a guy. It's like Shark Tank model, right? Because I write a check to get in, right? I don't ask for equity. I, I earn it, right? Uh, and uh, so, so when you're talking to these, there's little clues you always look for too. Like, uh, you, you know, if I, if I write you this check, what are you going to do next? Like certain answers mm. or let's say I do write the check and it's a smaller check before the bigger check comes and he starts spending it a certain way or he's not living up to what he just said to me, then that's a red flag too, right? Let's just say I write, I write a small check, like 50 grand and all of a sudden he's like going to going to uh, Tao and a and, thousand dollar dinner. Oh, it was, it was a business dinner, mm -hmm. right? What, why are you taking my thousand dollars? So these are the little clues um, that you have. And then the other thing I look for is also the deal itself, right? How much, time you know you know sweat blood and tears that the founder or the operator put into this right and the third thing is is the sector like if i i have to feel like it's going to do well in the next three to five years so if i'm going to invest my time my money and to grow this company it has to be a sector that i believe would work well so you look for emerging markets yeah i work for i look for things that i think yes that that it's going to be good the next three to five for example uh, one of you know my newer deals is 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 uh, a Uber of, of the air, right? It's called Fluber. So in, in that case, right now there's a structural shift. Pe people don't want to fly with 300 people on a commercial airline. If there's a chance to on demand, um, you know, book a flight through private aviation and private jet to to, with ride sharing where you don't have to bear all the costs right and it's you're doing a regional model then then people are going to flock to that right there's eight people on a, on a plane max like, so let's who, say who, there's eight people that want to go to vegas tomorrow yeah but it's regional so we're focused on northeast right now so if, when we expand to the west coast then it then okay. it's to vegas so if you're going from like la to Vegas or San Fran to Vegas, okay. then that model works. So you're, you're yeah. talking about the destination is to the Northeast? Right now, yeah, it just covers the Northeast. The tri-state area. Yeah, it's like so within yeah. an hour and a half, an yeah. hour to an hour and a half. Sure flights, yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's say I wanna go to Jersey to Buffalo. So yes. something like that. Yes. And how long would that take to book? Like 24 uh, hours or? Well, I'll give you an example. When we launched the app, we had our first client fly from Teterboro to Syracuse, right? He at 10 a.m. he booked it. He left at 3 p.m. So on demand, you know, um, same day, same day. It's just like an Uber. You know how you you book a black car and it comes to you and it shows you in five minutes it'll get to. You. It's the same thing. We'll say, hey, uh, you, you know, within a few hours or something, uh, we could pick you up. So he went from Teterboro to Syracuse to look at his Bitcoin mining operation, right? And we waited for him there for a few hours and we flew him back. Now, how, how, what's the pricing on that? Do you, do, are you competitive with the yeah, commercial so, airlines? Yeah, so it'll be the same price as like a business class. Uh, but during this whole pandemic, what, what got disrupted was all the commercial 
uh, airlines just abandoned the regional model, right? Like from New York to Syracuse or Buffalo or, you know, so there's a void here and we want to fulfill this void. So it's competitive with commercial flights in terms yeah, of Yeah, in pricing. business class, not, okay. not economy. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely like catered to a very specific demographic that has the money to spend. No, if you look at it, it's not the same cost as a private jet, right? Where mm -hmm. you have yeah. to book the whole thing. But yeah, it's, it's going to be more for like, I would say, people who, who um, that could afford that business class. But also just think about it this way. If you want to fly from, let's say, White Plains to uh, Charlotte or something, North Carolina, and it's I think that it's about like two hours or something. Let's just say it's within the two hour model. And you want to surprise your girlfriend or, or like her, her family lives in Charlotte. You know what you save up for like two months, you know, like it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Right. It's and then you give them that that feel of being at a private jet and, and a private put it on Instagram uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and we also have a social media experience side to that too that we're going to add in as well okay um, we're going to create a whole like social media world. but that's like one of my new deals because it makes sense the outlook for the next three to five years when things start lifting also people are gonna people don't want to go to 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 Think, think about the regional model. You're going to spend an hour and a half to two hours going to an airport just to fly right. an hour and a half to two, right? It, it's stupid. You got to wait on the lines, the TSA lines. This is a way you just show up 20 minutes before departure and, and, and you're in minutes? a comp. Yeah, 20 minutes. You, you just like private jet um, uh, airports, you, you come 20 minutes before. Right. So is is there the same like safety requirements? You have to go through this check-in process, or uh, this is really quick. Like you say, twenty minutes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's to quick. Me. Yeah, yeah, it's quick. People check you in. Um, you show your ID. They'll, they'll you know okay. They'll go through your luggage. Um, not like scanning you, but you, you know they 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 have dogs at times to sniff. So so do you think this will be mainstream? Or will this well, always I'm gonna be? I'm going to try my best. <laughs> or will this? Like, I mean, I mean, they are going to want to scale it, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could focus on that niche, that that uh, business class niche, but eventually yeah. you're going to want to um, have more growth. Yeah. And if sure. you can put it into a mainstream economy, mm. where it's more attainable for a wider audience, where you could yeah. kind of cast the net a little wider, yeah. do you see that as possible? Getting uh, the cost yeah, down with with the ride sharing aspect of course it's just about cost and the volume right uh, another thing is we own our own planes as well mm -hmm. so the model is uh, we get first right to the ride and then the other uh, operators and owners they'll just profit share just like uber you know the driver gets 80 percent uber gets 20 you know it's the same type of model uh, but it's regional because we want to focus on because if you just cast it all out, it's just too big. Right. You got to focus like when Uber started, they focused in one area. Like, let's just say it's Grand Central and they sent their black cars around. Right. That's what we're trying to do right now. Right. So that's a that's a startup I'm working on. Again, I write my own checks. Uh, we come in with our own network of people and then we try to scale the company. 
I'm just curious to know, like, um, you know, you, you go in and you interview these founders, yeah. but do you also look at the fundamentals? Do you look at the numbers? Like the, of the course, they of generate? course, everything, yeah. everything. Yeah, everything has to look, at, look you, you know, trans, everything has to be transparent too. Mm. Like no one's hiding anything. Like it has to be full transparency for investors, uh, you know, because I'm bringing friends and family to the table. I'm not going to ever screw my friends and family, you know, so. Uh, we look at everything. So what else do you think is going to be the next big thing? If you look at the overall macro thing, um, the world and society is green, like uh, carbon credits, things that are green, uh, you know, obviously like Tesla, Tesla keeps, you know, going EV, you know, so it's really big on, I think the next wave is green and, and, and providing something for humanity where we could sustain in a green uh, type of uh, world. So I'm looking at agricultural deal right now that that um, I think will be my next deal uh, just because it's a green deal and I know I could probably get a lot of uh, carbon credits and, and green. From the government because uh, yeah, I know Biden's yeah. I think, uh, real big I think on it, that. And, it, and it's good for the environment and um, you, you know it's going to tackle something that, that's archaic but uh, but When, when you say sense. agriculture mm -hmm. Are you talking about farming? Yes, farming and, and, and so why why is there so many people, millionaires slash billionaires, mm -hmm. investing in farmland or land and turning it into sustainable farms? Why? People yeah, there, there's I a mean, lot of why, you guys. Did you hear doing about that, that recently? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, land is always good, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, there's I, a lot of. Them. I just know. Yeah, I just know. I'm focusing on that area, so uh, it tackles many things. And like I said, it's been an arcade model where I mm -hmm. could come in and disrupt. So I like to disrupt, obviously, like like um, Uber for the air. There are other kind of models, but not the same exact model on demand like we have. They have, you know, all these other jet companies, but not our model. Yeah. And what keeps you going? You made enough to just kind of kick your feet up. I mean, there's just big movement recently with the mm -hmm. great resignation yeah, yeah. um, globally, mm -hmm. where even um, in Asia, where they have this thing called um, lie flat. And what, what's that? Just essentially laying flat. People are quitting their jobs. Oh, yes. We're, we're all cut from a similar cloth. Yeah, yeah. And we all came from a, a place where we don't really tolerate laziness. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. But there's this big movement out there where people are resigning from their jobs, even though they don't have the financial capital to support their lifestyle. And so there's this thing called lie flat where they're just essentially doing nothing. I think it's just a different generation. Is it a younger generation? Yeah. Yeah, I think the younger generation is different. They're all, you know, they grow up with an iPad. They grow up with electronics. So it just fosters laziness. You're laying there and getting all the information fed to you where we, didn't have that, we have to go out and buy things. There's no Uber Eats, right? Like we're going to the corner store or five blocks away to eat our favorite slice of pizza, right? We can't be lazy, right? And then there, there was no video games for us to play, no modem, right? Like <laughs> no internet. So when we want to connect with someone, we have to go see them physically. Th think about that. Like you see kids just sitting there all day getting fed you know, they're looking at TikTok dancing all day. They could they could spend the whole day looking at this stuff. 
it, very easily. I, I mean, I remember when the internet first came, AOL, yes. you know, yes. step one, step two, yes. step three, you're uh, logging yep. in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. welcome, you've got mail. Yeah. And we were just sitting in front of that, as slow as the internet was at yeah. that time, and we sit on it all day in chat rooms. Yes, yes. Do we not know how dangerous the internet is as yeah. parents, and maybe perhaps they didn't set boundaries yeah. or limitations? Yeah. I, I think also, you know, kids are lazy because it's all fed to them, but parents too. When they don't have to deal with their kids whining and crying, they're like, hey, that iPad solves everything, then, I don't need to say anything. So, yeah, I think it's just a domino effect. I think parents don't want to deal with it, and they don't want to. They don't want to actually put effort into like taking their kids. Let's go to the zoo, or or let's just sit at home and you can play your favorite game. I guess the equivalent for that is that our generation's parents would put their kids in front of the TV. Yes, and yes, let the exactly. and the TV would raise them. Yes, exactly. MTV, the MTV generation. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I I agree with that. I think. We were focused on TV. That was the only thing we that could do. That was the only thing, yeah. yeah. But then, at the same time, my parents limited my TV consumption. Yeah, so then you have to read books, so and that sucks I for to you. Read books, <laughs> I had to go out. Well, I went out and play sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It forced us to be in the streets. Yeah. And especially if you grow up in New York, it's a concrete jungle, right? So you're playing hoops. Um, what else are you playing? You're playing stickball, like some street hockey. Tag. I mean, uh, yeah, tag manhunt. I don't know if you play that. I, I, used to play. I love manhunt. And, and manhunt I used to. The, the funny thing was, love manhunt. The, the, it's like hiding to go seek on yes, steroids, the craziest, man. <laughs> yeah, the craziest time I had was we did manhunt at the Museum of Natural History. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wait, so, no, in, wait so, inside the yeah the, inside the we fuck, it's huge yeah yeah. So I went in there with you know because I grew up mainly with uh, Latinos, mm. black kids, and Jewish kids. I was like the only Asian kid, right? So I'll I'll go in there with them. And we're just like, you know, we separate into teams. We go, we go hide behind like an Egyptian statue that's from Cairo <laughs> that's like 5,000 years old. <laughs> I remember I had a water gun too, and I'll spray that shit at people. And then the guard saw me and he was like, is that acid in there? This shit is 5,000 years. I was like, acid, why would I bring, I'm a fucking little kid. Why would I bring acid with me and spray your statues? Like. They would just, oh, and they would chase us. That's another thing. It was amazing because we had these security guards that would chase us throughout the museum and yeah. we were laughing our asses off. But this is like city life yeah. where people don't really get. Yeah. It's like manhunt in the museum, like fucking mm. security guards chasing us and the other team chasing us. This is the most amazing thing. Like you said, it's a hide and go seek on crack. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It's, so that, those are the memories I have, which was amazing. One way I feel, damn, you're so lucky because you have all of these modern day conveniences. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I go, gosh, man, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're missing out on so much. Yeah. So much uh, developmental skills, social yeah. skills. Yeah, social. Um, I don't disagree with social media or the internet encouraging laziness because when I stay in front of any screen too long, whether I'm, I could be working and doing something productive, my, yeah. my, my mind just goes bland. It just feels, yeah, yeah. my brain feels like mush. But, but also, if you look at it on the other side, social media has created people who, are, who actually go achieve and, and they're go-getters. They, they want to travel the world, take pictures in the sexiest spot. So it's forcing people to actually move around too. Exactly. Right? There so are, it's, 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 I think the take. younger it's generation is fixated, you know, because they're the ones consuming 
the content. And then you have the older or, or, or like these, these bloggers and influencers, they want to go to the ends of the earth. And then you hear these stories like people fall off cliffs trying to take that picture yeah, that's and they die. You, you mm-hmm. know, you've heard of that yeah. recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of smart kids, though. I mean, there's kids that are self made. Yeah. And teenagers, self-made millionaires yeah. as teenagers, they may not even be of legal smoking or yes, drinking yes. age, which is absolutely incredible. They they just find, found a niche in the market, a void, and they just said, mm-hmm. all right, I'm just gonna do this with photos and videos and mm-hmm. editing. Look at that guy um, that came from, I forget where he came from. The guy that he doesn't even say anything when something's ridiculous and it's super complicated, he just simplifies it and just goes, like that, he's real yeah, big on TikTok. There's a lot of videos like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he he went from like this very poor person to earning two million his first year. I think like when people that. kind of find a way to monetize their, I mean, like kind of monetize their their, their specialty, right? Yeah. It could be anything. It could be talking about finance. It could sure, be sure, like sure. talking about like the best foods. You know, they found a way to to monetize their you know everyday lives, and that's what the social media I think generation is really good at you know you have some people like you said they're just like consumers but then you have the other uh, other yeah, side exactly. and then you have the old, gu- it's, old it's guys al- it's almost like you're creating actors and actresses but in this in the virtual world like before it was on the big screen but now no one needs hollywood like that you could become your own hollywood right thus lucky boys podcast right like you guys could create your own media company and empire. Yeah. you don't need to be backed by a big firm these days. So that's the beauty. Like, think about the models, like Victoria's Secret. Like, all that stuff is that. Victoria's Secret, <laughs> they're not doing the show anymore. Right, right, It's yeah. because oh, all the models- are rebranding now. Yeah, but all the models are making millions of dollars because of yeah. their following. They well, don't need that anymore. That, and there was also just a lot of uh, toxicity coming out of there and the, the the, the culture that came yeah. out wasn't healthy for a lot of the models and the pressures. A lot of them came out publicly yeah. saying, uh, I mean, it was just, they were treated like pieces of meat. Yeah. Well, I also heard the business was changing, right? Yeah. The, well, because the business business was, but then you gotta look at Viana the culture, was, the cancel well, culture, yes, right? Yes, the cancel culture, when, but then also the businesses, they weren't selling as much, the revenue was down, and you know who swooped in and came in to, to, to kind of disrupt the, that fat, the fashion market? was Rihanna. She did like plus size modeling, all these like different lingerie. Yeah, she has everything. a huge brand. Yeah, she has a huge brand. Oh she was, my God, yeah. She was catering was to women of color. Forbes about her for like a billion dollars or something. Yeah, she's worth over a billion yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 I even know. I think a I large no portion idea. of that was her beauty brand. That's mm-hmm. what I think it was. the makeup. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, that's huge. It's, a, it's amazing. She was able to leverage her brand and focus people on the beauty stuff. And because people look at her as it's a beautiful woman. And you were you were mentioning like, you know, she's I mean, you saw a void in the yeah. uh the um uh, the the private, air, the private yeah. jet market and I think the same way like successful entrepreneurs they see a uh, a void in the market and yes. they they come in to disrupt it. Yeah, it's just that easy. It's, yeah. it's nothing like you're not you're not doing anything crazy. It's just you got to find something that that everybody wants or you think will do well. Now, going back to the laziness thing, do you think that it's genetic you think that has a lot to play with it? Genetic? I, I think it's someone's DNA for sure. But at the time, there was phases where I was lazy. Because I remember uh, for a good stretch in like when I was 19 too, uh, when I was going through that credit card debt and, and everything, I was just playing StarCraft. 
right? Like, so, so I was just waking up, and this is the modem. And if someone calls in, it knocks me off my fucking game, and I'll get pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, and I'll scream at my dad. Right, and I'll scream at my dad. That. I'll be like, what the fuck? Get off the phone. <laughs> oh, I'm in at my, my fucking Z lots about to go kill <laughs> fucking the whole world. Like, get the fuck off, you know? Yeah. So, oh, so you see, that brought memories, that triggered memories, because, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I think there is, look, we all are going to be lazy one. Yeah, at some they, point of your at life, some point, like, yeah. Look, time period. You're just a human. You're a human being, but I think in the end, it's just your DNA. Some people settle, and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna just be lazy. I don't care. I'll get government um, subsidies. I'll just get a check and you know be at home. And then there's some people who want to do something, you know. And that that fire in me burns because you know, everyone like you, you. You just like you have enough to just kick back or whatever. I'm I'm always gonna look for the next big thing. Do you feel like you won't be living life if you just go? You exactly. know what? I did my yes. job, and right. uh, now I'm just doing nothing. No, no, yeah, exactly. So I used to live in this building where I was the youngest like person there. Everyone's like a senior citizen, but everyone's really like rich, old money. And I remember meeting this guy who looked like a skeleton. Almost <laughs> like he had holes in his head and patches everywhere and i was just talking to him and at the gym by the way mm. in the billings gym and he was 90 years old and he says look i own a bunch of studios in brooklyn uh you know like movie studios or something where they rent it out and they do a lot of movies or soap operas or whatever well, greenpoint probably yeah oh. i have no idea he owns it or something mm-hmm. right and he says, look, the day I stop, the day is I'm going to die the next day. Because he's 90 years old and he's working out at a gym. And he had a hole in his head because he was like, oh, I had a little like cancer here. I ripped it out. <laughs> you know, like, Get the so fuck I mean, that's serious. still pretty impressive that he's 90 years old. And he's, still and in, the he's in the gym like yeah. fucking. I mean, it looks awful what he's doing, but it looks like he's going to hurt himself. But oh, wow. in the end, the guy is still at it because mm-hmm. he feels like once he stops even trying to do his little exercises or going to he goes he says he wakes up every day at six he goes to Greenpoint or wherever in Brooklyn and he watches everything and that's his life he feels like once he stops that and he just settles and he just relaxes he's dead yeah Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel like that way if if once they retire you stop moving yeah yeah, something just goes off yeah all of a sudden your hair turns it's because you just like you're relaxed so again people it's just different it's just people want to keep going and people want to maybe they it's time you know you know there's that saying if you don't use it you lose it and there's so much truth to that because when i was lazy Mm -hmm. let's say for six months right i I got into my video game yeah yeah. thing everybody (laughs) so for six months i was just straight up lazy my life was dedicated to sitting down and watching a screen and you know it was just so much fun mentally because yeah, you know yeah, you're getting yeah, all these yeah. dopamine hits this yeah. reward system and you actually feel it tricks your ass to thinking that you're actually making progress because you, you're leveling up all the time and all the lights and the sounds and it's mm. like yeah and you get this rush to the point where i couldn't even sleep i just i just kept on thinking about, about playing yeah, yeah i was totally addicted six months go by back issues finger issues yes yes um i try to step on a basketball court yeah yeah, completely formed my body's like what is this the scores two to three sure sure completely winded and and this is coming from a guy that's like 
you know, I've, I've had it gone through my cigarette phase. Yeah, yeah, I've gone yeah. through, you know, hanging out, you know, all night and playing a basketball yeah. game. I've never felt more out of shape in my life than yeah. the six month hiatus that I took yeah, off. It's from, for just video games. Video yeah. games. You know, no, we're never taught that video yeah, games yeah, yeah. are so detrimental to yeah. your health. And now, no, but think about it now. It's your, on your phone. The mobile app games is huge. And I got caught one recently, <laughs> by the way. So they must know this from AI and me looking search. I don't know, but they kept showing me the zombie game. Mm hmm for fucking one year straight <laughs> like <laughs> everywhere i go like anywhere i fucking like go a billboard i go to yeah, some good they retarget the shit out of me yeah yeah everywhere every That's social media app every fucking website it's like bang 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 and i was like i gave in they're listening like, Fuck you, i'm gonna download ah, this shit it broke you down and i downloaded the game and it's just killing zombies all day and building up bigger weapons to blast them right so I'm like, I want to build this shit fast because I got money. So I'm going to buy all the weapons fast. I'm going to cut corners. So I spent like $5,000 already upgrading. $5,000 yeah, in cash. In, in a oh, month. Stop playing. Yes, $5,000. Yeah. I wanted all these gold bars that gave right, me right. all the powerful weapons. And I, I said, it. I'm going to fucking blast the game and win. And that's it. This I'm is, done. This is not game oh, money. This is, this is actual yeah, money. So they, that retargeting worked. I mean, they finally got me for five grand. Mm. And when I'm taking a shit, I'm playing that. Uh. When I'm on a plane, I'm playing it. And, you know, I was been traveling, so I'm like playing on the plane. It helps with the time difference, too, because you're like, oh, shit, I'm off the plane. I just play like 10 hours. Right. But it, they got me. They got me for five grand because I wanted to. Every time you build, oh, another hundred bucks, another hundred bucks. And next thing you know, oh, shit, I spent a thousand this week. Mm. Right. It's stupid. I'm a, I'm a moron. But. I'm just saying this is real. People are crazy these days for this. Yeah. And um, I met this other uh, guy again. Uh, recently, I went to Nobu. I got invited through another um, fellow basketball guy back then, a Filipino. Oh, is he a chef there? Uh, no, no. Okay. It's just yeah. he invited me. I out. know a guy there. Yeah. And um, this is why I have a saying that you never know, right? So I like to take meetings because you just never know who and what and where they're from and what they could it could lead you to ultimately your next deal or whatever right so i took the meeting they said there's this app meet the guy so i went in there thinking they need me right because i'm the shark tank you you gotta you, you like so i went in there swinging my dick trying to like you you know you need me so i i see this guy order three dozen oysters and downed them all Right, and it's not cheap at Noble. I'll yeah, yeah, like is. down the mall, and then he orders another three thousand, and I'm like, three dozen, three dozen, three dozen. Sorry, okay, yeah. Who the fuck order eats like there's parasites and shit that yeah, can be inside? It's yeah. disgusting, right? And then later I realized the guy has like thirty kids with like twenty different women, and he has a mansion for each, like, you know, woman and family, whatever. But I just realized this guy's a monster. And I'm nobody, like I'm, uh, like, so, so you never know. I came in thinking they need me. And I'm like, shit, I want to be a part of this. This guy's a monster. Uh, it's that small fish, big pond. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you definitely want to take meetings because you just never know who you're going to meet. So did something come out of it? Uh, yeah, he's like investing in lots of companies. He might invest in the private jet 
uh, deal, the tech deal. He, I mean, who knows, right? But it's a good, great contact because yeah. he he's a monster. And the reason why I brought him up and the story is, he told me some insane story about online gaming too. He said that uh, again. He had this other guy pitching me the the app, he, and then I said, "How do you guys meet?" And he was like, "Oh, you you let him let him tell you this story." So he tells me the story. He said six years ago, this this Filipino guy he flew out the top thirty five players of this app game to he rented a house in L.A. a mansion, right? He flew them the top thirty five. I was like, wait, wait from all over the world and he was like yeah i flew them all over the world and business class too i was like business i was like to what to just play with him so i was like what just to play this online game with he's like yep Bro, what said, does that guy do for a living exactly hold on and then Jesus. and then i'm gonna know and then um that's serious money then, yes no this is next like billion billions mm. right so he said one of the kids was 15 and he had to fly his dad too and they came from Switzerland, Australia. Like the guy flew them all over just to play with him. Now, what he does for a living is it's again online gambling. So is he a kid? No, he's he's our age. Wow. He, he's pretty young. But then Wait, I does realized he have old money or did, no? Did no, he I think it's pretty his new tech money. He okay. Has. But the crazy thing is, it explained his oyster eating because he's so damn horny. Like he has thirty kids. And I was like, who eats fucking oysters? And he goes, oh, that's the light. He usually goes for 100 oysters at a time. This doesn't have like a lot of mercury. Yeah, that's and- who knows. But the guy is, you know, strong. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to have three kids. Three kids. I mean, at, he, at- he's serious money. Yeah. No, but again, it's just like things like that are like, I love taking that meeting because you don't really meet guys like that in this world. What differences do you see in between the have and the have nots? So the difference is just being able to live that financial freedom right they don't think about how much that bill's going to cost they're going to eat what they want to eat whereas a person like me back then um living in harlem and and, and and being a college kid and it was it was difficult because i had to watch because i have a hundred dollars oh, you do the, the math on everything yeah, yeah like like if i spend that um but people who have it they don't think about that stuff. So they get to go to any restaurant they want to do, eat what they want, drink what they want. So is it different? It's it's really relaxing because you don't have you don't have that financial stress behind your back of your mind thinking I have to think twice about order. But most of the world has that, right? But like, pers- I'm, I guess I'm I should have referenced more so towards personality traits. Oh, personality. With the qualities. Yeah, do you see any different? Like, do you see a lot of parallel qualities, or is there something that separates? The have from the have nots is there I think, like an oh, okay. intangible the, the the one thing i could say is crazy <laughs> the crazy level i feel like crazy people which with way? money okay are a little bit cuckooer it's they're like almost like actor you know like to be an actor or actress you have to be able to yeah like most of them are a little bit of cuckoo up there right so they have that cuckoo feature meaning they do things that can make them a lot of money but they don't know that they that they're because they're just crazy. So, it's, so it's, you're saying that the fear gene is is it's just is the fear gene, but also they're just them. very eccentric. It's just like their personalities. They dig outside the box. They're just yeah, they, not even yeah. They just have a different outlook. It's just so one of the qualities and per, and personalities would be just the cuckoo level, just like 
it, it's a different like rich people have different like it's just, wiring so it's not intelligence wired. that it's, separates it's not, it's, i mean it's, it's it's a fine line between intelligence because they are intelligent but they also you just like it's just the things they do the things they say like eating a hundred oysters like <laughs> it's not normal but it's fucking that, working that. right like they're a billionaire for a reason because they're doing something like you know, you read all this shit on Elon Musk and, and everything. Like, he drops acid in his eye. Like, fuck yeah, he does probably. He drops acid in what? Yeah, I mean, some. some oh, I remember dose. some girl tweeted. Well, it's really big over he there. He drops. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who, not who, in the eye, though. Microdose. Well, yeah, I don't know. Someone said that on the tweet. So You microdose, I'm just, but I'm just referring what the... And then they took down the tweet and whatever. But people do crazy shit that you don't think they do. You think they just stay there, like, doing... Normal, <laughs> math or Pay the Excel bills. sheets or... or, or they, no, they're having fun and they're doing crazy shit. And then it makes them even want to make more money, do more crazy shit. Right? Like we're blasting people out of this space right now. Like yeah. we're doing crazy shit. Also, and people are funding it. So that's what makes them feel alive. They're just looking. Yes. So it's not as much as That's the key word, alive. Money, it is more looking for the thrill. Yes. But then money, because they already have it or right. they made it somehow, that, that keeps them going. So um, they see money as the driver for their life. For for yeah, it's just. Well, I think I think when you're at that level, I think money is really more just like a passport, mm-hmm. right? To what you, how much you can achieve, and then after that, I pre- I would presume is about power, being known somewhere. Yeah. Or like I remember Donald Trump said this. Oh man, before he was president, but it was way back then. He was like, "Oh, you're rich." so what nobody knows who you are you can't get a table here exactly and i was just a kid yeah. when I, I was like oh you're right hundred percent. i never even thought about it yeah. like that yeah you you could have all the money in the world um and there's some people who are quiet with money too right like there are some people that much prefer who, who, who to don't just be care who don't care like i'll wait online i don't care if i have i, I could buy this whole place but i'll wait online because i don't really care like uh, they're humble and then there's people who want to be in the limelight Right and to flex and to swing their cocks around. Right? right. So so within our group of friends growing up, right? If somebody was showing off or like to, mm-hmm, yep. as you say, swing their cock around, right? <laughs> yeah. Or peacock when they enter yeah. a room, right? It, you know, people would look at them and either cringe or be turned off by it, or you know, th- or be extremely yeah. jealous, right? Like oh, whole tuna, or, yeah, or yeah. that person's like just a real um, show offy, cocky. Yeah. Uh, loud we don't like that let's shut them up Uh, how do you I mean you're around people like that all the time yeah does that do you go yo that's kind of cool or do you have like that old school mentality set where you go bro you know you need to humble yourself yeah so one thing and I think this carries and it transcends through like people with money is people with money don't give a fuck so if you show up and you're acting boastful, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Because in the end, if we're gonna do business or or we're gonna enjoy like hang out with each other, who cares? That's just why this is what I call it the crazy, right? This is part of the craziness. So that's another thing. That's that another thing. They yes. have. They have. They give no fucks. Give like that's how I act too, and that's why people are are kind of they gravitate towards me because I really don't. Like give a fuck, and then people are like, "This guy really don't give a fuck like about this or that." So they they want to get to know you more, right? Because you're probably different than yeah. Because they're they're like, "This guy's know. not wired the same way." Like he he's he really doesn't give a shit about 
the little things, mm. right? So that walk from the subway, yeah, <laughs> after the basketball, that, that long mile walk, yeah, made you. No, I mean, look, there, there, there's a lot of there, there's a combination of luck. There's a combination of being there at the right you know moment, um, you, you know, in, in in that time span, and the right people around you too, who's able to help you. Um, but in the end, like, I think is also from my upbringing. I felt like I'm from the deepest, darkest parts of the streets. Like, no one ever handed me anything. I had to work for it. So, this is another reason why. Like, one thing I lack is um, the emotional side, like sympathy. Like sometimes, like I am sympathetic to people, but I lack that sometimes. That emotional connection like people for example congratulate me on something i'm like yeah no problem whatever but i should be more i should embrace that more i should say thank you thank you for, like, but i think there's a disconnect there too with me just because i'm from you know a place where like my parents were working all day long no one really guided me right i had to learn everything on my own and to to your to you guys as well right you had to pick up Things you had to adjust because you had to. There's no other choice. You had to adapt, mm -hmm. and I think that's another reason too, where I'm just emotionally, I guess, suppressed. Where that has also helped me in life. Like for example, if you're doing a big trade, right, and you have a million dollars or two or three in one stock, and it moves a certain way. Let's say it goes down a dollar, and that represents, you know. 50 grand in a day if i was so emotional i'll fucking freak out and jump out the window right or i i'll throw shit again like mm -hmm. but because i was suppressed emotionally it actually benefited me because i was like you know what it'll go up the next day or the other day and guess what it did so having that kind of isolation and that mental kind of you know, it, people look at it as, as a negative thing. It actually benefited me on that on that side. So you're saying mm -hmm. that your work attitude, mentality, training uh, translates over to your personal life. So people can congratulate you and say, hey, Jang, good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on that big win or yeah, yeah. et cetera. Mm -hmm. it, you're saying that you're pretty numb to it. Like you acknowledge yeah, it, exactly. but it doesn't exactly. really like touch you yeah it doesn't touch in that me sense. at all so and what that's the, something wrong with me so, too by the way so like i acknowledge some people that. would say that that's uh and with all respect psychotic yes right? exactly right that those exactly. are traits of a psychopath yes yes are you a psychopath no i don't think so do you like <laughs> do you feel sadness when you watch lion king of course and, of course and Mufasa yeah, yeah, yeah. Though? oh i cry all you the time that? okay yeah. so you're That's not healthy. a psychopath it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's healthy. Okay. Like, I, I was just watching netflix karate kid when which one Daniel's which one son is like which one mr miyagi yeah. the first oh, one originally he's and then he's like he, he comes out i like teared when he did his okay. little fucking you're not a psychopath right you know what i think it is what i think it is is like when people congratulate you you I, I and correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. I think it maybe perhaps because it lacks sincerity. Sometimes, but you know what? They are being sincere. It's just me again. It just goes like, back. I, like think, I don't give a fuck. Like, like there's something thanks. underlying behind it. Hey, yeah, Jen, I just don't take congratulations. It as face value. Can you yes. hook me up with some of that? Yeah, it's no, right? 
No, it's just I don't take it as face value. Like, is it genuine? I, I just think everybody's full of shit or whatever. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes, That's what I mean. Yes, like, yes. It lacks so it's, that it's sincerity. Me, yes. No, but That's they are I'm... being sincere. I just right. I'm saying the way you yes, look at the way it. I you, look at it. Yes. You feel like it lacks sincerity. Yes, that there's yes. something attached to that. Like, yeah. like you're thinking, hey, congratulations, but. Hey, give me. Can I get some of this? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm thinking that too. I don't, I don't know, right. but there's something. You know, I'm cognitive about that on my so side. So you like, think I about it? You recognize it, it? You know, like I, I don't, I don't think I'm oblivious to anything. Mm. Like if you say there's something wrong with me, I'll take it back. I'll take it back, and I'll think about these things. You know, someone's moving like that. Do you move a piece against them, or do you not play the game? For example, yeah, right. You know that the human psychology, when someone's trying to get in your space and perhaps use you yeah. do you go okay let's do you invite that and go because you're eccentric yeah, yeah. you're that yeah, type yeah, right yeah, so you yeah. go okay let's play try to use me well you're gonna see who's a real we, player in here yeah i mean I'm look i'm gonna use you and yeah, let you it, know how that that feels. goes to game recognizes game right like because I know a lot of rich people that do yes, that. No, of 100%. People that try to come in their space and no, take advantage of them. No, 100%. They get so tight about yes, it. Yes, And they go, all right, you're not really here. You're trying to use me. You're trying to play me. So, you know what? Look, come in here. I'll show you how to play. Yeah, no, there's some, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's a chess game. There's moves. You're always thinking ahead of the other person. And, yeah, in deals, it's the same thing. There's so many shareholders, and some are large, right? Where they have a lot of money and they have a lot of influence. So you got to keep them happy at times, but at the same time, you're trying to think three steps ahead of them. Because when the company blows up, or when it reaches the next milestone, everyone is like kissing your ass. They're gonna be like, wait, wait, me too, me like. But at that time, before they treated you like shit, or they're hard on you. And now they're like, oh, bring me in. I want to come in deeper. But you're like, I'm not letting you come in because I'm playing your game. But you're being nice to them at the same time. You're like, you're very important. Of course, I'm going to bring you. I'm going to do. You're, you're a very valued shareholder. Uh, and then they go, but I want to come in like really with you now. Oh, you you weren't talking like that to me before. You were just being a dick to me before. It wasn't you, with me shooting in the gym. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I get what you're saying about that. Yeah, that, that you know, because I, I, I had lunch with someone, mm -hmm. and he's big business owner in yeah, New York yeah. City, and um, he invited someone. I mean, this guy kept texting him, and then he yeah. he kept getting interrupted. He goes, "Will, I apologize." Gets on a call, comes back, goes, "Will, uh, someone else is going to be joining us." And he tells the waiter, and they set up this whole thing, and then I'm in there watching, and this guy comes in, hey, what's up, man, this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of see through the charade, but the guy's good, too, I'll give him that. Yeah. It was definitely a learning experience. So after the guy left, I asked the guy, I was like, why did he even invite that energy? Mm -hmm. Like, why even bother? He goes, because it's fun, because I'm getting revenge. No, but that, that that's that's the name of the game, people think they have the upper hand and you let them you play the game that's the thing they string yeah, you them along play the game cat and yeah. mouse exactly it's all about seeing if you could get more uh, because the company's doing better so they like look i helped you in the beginning you gotta hook me up more i'm like hook you up more you could have put more money like you didn't want to it's not my fault right so i get what you're saying for me i'm different like i can't if i've if someone just annoys the shit out of me, I'm just like, yo, get the fuck away. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I guess normal people would be like, I mean, I mean, people like. It just regular. depends because you're doing business. 
Right? Normal, normally, like I'm like get the. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to be around you. you. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You don't right. even exist. When you put it in that context, yeah, it's different. It's business. If it's yeah. like so you're talking about business meeting, yeah, business. business. That's okay. true. Because you got to deal with people, and they trying to get over each other, right? But if it's a normal day to day, like you don't deal with people. Yeah, you don't. I just mm-hmm. yeah. When people are crazy like that, like people that I haven't heard from in a while, if I'm doing yeah. something fun or cool yeah. or something's looking up, you get a phone call out of nowhere. Yo, <laughs> yo, let's do this. Yo, will. Why, why don't yeah. we try to chop it up and do this? And I'm just yeah, like, dude, yeah. I didn't hear from you in like five years, man. <laughs> and even then, you didn't even treat me nice. Like, you But I'm like, the s- same way. Like, I have guys coming out. Who, who knows? Like, and they're, they're like, hey, I saw you here or I read you about you here. You, you know, it, it's, 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 I get it. How do you deal with that? Um, How do you Because that's not sh- a business sense, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a personal it sense. Just, but they it, just are depends, to- it just depends what they're looking for and how much time and energy I have to commit. Because I don't have that. You know, it's not like I have abundant amount. But I give time to, you know, the younger generation of, of, of like graduates or people who are genuine, who, who, who are doing something for themselves. Like, for example, the other day, um, you know, I had a college grad that I known for years. He hit me up, and I spent an hour on the phone with him because he said, "Look, I just built, I just bought a house with my girl, and um, now I'm trying to make smart investments." And he's asking me like, "What do you think?" And this and that. And he's only 27, 28 years old, and that's the perfect age, also to take risk, right? Because Before I have, you have friends. Kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So I have friends who call me and they go, look, I'm ready. I'm like, ready for what? Like, I'm ready to drop. I'm ready to cut some checks with you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not cutting shit because you got two kids. You have car payments. You have mortgage payments. You're not doing, I'm not taking your money at all uh, and, t- and, and helping you invest uh, because that's not what I do. You know, like if you want to invest with me, sure. But and then he's like, I'm going to quit my job because it's not rewarding. And I go, you're not doing that. <laughs> I tell him that. Too. He's like, I want to become a teacher. He goes from making 300 grand a year. And now you want to be a teacher and you have responsibilities. So I gave him another um, example. I know this other, uh, you, know, you know, family also. They, you know, the dad decides to just quit his job for like over 10 years because I'm going to ch- just change and do something else. And I told them the consequences that now they're out of, um, you, you know, they, they're living back home with their parents. With the kids? With the kids. And mm. it's because of his selfishness. You can't make a decision like that after 15 years and you got two kids and, and you, these you know, additional you know, responsibilities. Responsi- they used up all their savings. So mm-hmm. I gave them. On I, so what? I gave on one of. No, just, just on living. Right, oh, because you have two kids and you got to live. Like, so you got you, rent. You so got, no backup plan. Basically, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to quit my job to pursue. There was no backup plan. Pursue. They, yeah, I'm going to do my own thing, mm. but without a real plan at hand. Mm. So then I gave him that example to the other guy who's making 300 grand a year, who wanted to quit to become a teacher. Mm. And I and the best thing to do, and then it goes back to the 20, 27 year old, twenty eight year old kid who now wants to invest. So I said, this is a perfect time for you. You got no kids, you don't have really deep commitments, and I walk him through each one of these phases, and then it gives him insight, right? So if he fails, 
um, and he loses money in doing stuff or he fails in a business, then then he can recover. He could recover. And that's what with me as well. When I started investing, I said, okay, if I lose here, 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 I'm going to go back. My plan B is to work at a bank. And I'm going to make six figures. I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to, you know, suck my way up, you know, you know, so, so in the end, I'm going to, in the end, I'm going to do what it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a plan B, right. but my plan A worked. Yeah. And then you just went all in that plan A and then. Yeah. And it just, you know what? It just organically happened. And, and I put in the work too. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer of international business and, and because you never know. Right. You never know who you're going to meet in London that could introduce you to someone in Dubai who could introduce you to someone in Shanghai. So I put in the effort in traveling to meeting someone face to face because, you know, doing business, as you know, face to face is the most important. you got to look in someone's eyes. You have to be able to say, hey, you know, I actually trust this guy. He's from the streets in New York. I do things by a handshake. You, I don't even need a piece of paper. That's that's the type of guy I am. Right. Because I honor my word, and there's not many people in this world who 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 could do that. How do you do that during this day and age in the whole Zoom, uh, well, Zoom world? Yeah, it's, it's tough because I've done that, and then I lose money or I get my ass handed to me. But but that's the core who I am. I think in the end, if you stay true to yourself, especially in business, and you're an honorable person, good things will happen. And especially if you do a lot of charitable work, like. You know, we pay it forward. Something good is going to come back mm. from that. I agree with know? the face to face. There are just so many intangibles that, uh, when you're going through the sales cycle or getting to know someone, is just not the same as looking at someone virtually. Yeah. Because you may talk about business deals, but there's things that you do when you're in person. If, yeah. Like you, if you guys look at something, uh, let's say a Yankee hat, and then yeah, yeah. that could strike up a conversation about yeah. the Yankees, and then you can find out that you guys both have a passion yeah, exactly. for baseball. It's just relationships. It's, it's just building re- real world relationships. So that's what I did too. Yeah, and that helps you grow. And and, and talk about the mindset too. I used to think New York was the center of the world, right? Like we're the shit. We're ahead. Of, That's we how are, you know you're from way, New York. But by the way, our mentality is like a few steps, you know, above the the world. But you won't know that until you get there. So a lot of times, I used to think, yeah, yeah, New York. But when I started traveling, it opened up my mind to different things. Like my skill set that I built on the streets transcends across the world. We're always going to be ahead of the game because we're from the streets of New York because we think differently than them because we're over here is a dog eat dog world like you have to be on top of the game to be somewhere right other places is, is not as competitive you know what I'm saying so when you go there it's a lot more pressure yeah it's just a lot the less speed pressure. is a lot more comfortable yes speed you could adapt to it because it's nothing yeah. right? so did it take you uh, quite amount of time to kind of figure out that you know, New York is not really the center, and that you had yeah. to go out like the, to venture. The money out. game. I used to think Wall Street, all the money. Mm-hmm. The money is housed here. The money really comes from all over the world. Mm. Over here, it's just housed. It's just. What do you mean? Can you meaning like on that? invested with hedge funds, invested in companies that are publicly trading? So you're saying like 
let's say London. Like the real money is from China money. Or yeah, it's, it's from pouring elsewhere. into Wall Street. It's not in the U.S. It's international money is really the big money, like sovereign funds, like countries that come in. The U.S. is in, like it, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, just like Chinese, European money. Think about it. European money is older money too. They're more financially educated. So when I do business in Europe, they know mining. Who knows mining? Do you know Are mining? Are you talking about cryptocurrency? Which mining? No, no, I'm talking about like just metals? old mine. Me- Minimums. Okay. Who, okay. who has knowledge of that? Who knows how to drill and get money? And, and like, not many people here. The average person, how was it? 99.9% don't know that shit. In Europe, they know. They understand. They have a fundamental understanding. I'm not saying everyone, but there's a higher percentage there than here. So that's just one old-fashioned business um, that uh, that is there. But it's just there's a rich tradition in other sectors. Over here, we just taught to, you know, let, let's build a tech company now these days. Over there, they're thinking of commodities. They're thinking of, of uh, way different things, right? Uh, real estate is universal, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying so it's, it's not, it's it's not just, directly fiat. Yeah, it's just it's just a different mentality, uh, uh, and and people also like it, it's normal investing in in pre IPOs or in startups or over here it's just like oh it's so risky over right. there it's like I'm fucking gonna take that risk you know because I know if I write the show, if it fails it fails I'm willing to eat that but over here people are so scared. I'm not saying they're not scared over there, but it's a different mentality. The fear different. here is more exacerbated, yeah, you're saying? exactly. Why is that? It's just horror stories. You got your Madoffs. You got all these people who have scammed people. And I think that in the news and the media, and you always hear conspiracy theories. and People are just freaked out. They don't want to invest. They want to... Um, they want to do norm. What, what's that called again? When, uh, when you want to save money? What's it called? The fire movement. The fire movement. It mean, what does it mean again? Uh, fire, uh, financial independence. Retire early. Yes, there you go. So people want to focus on that because they know they could control that versus let me start writing checks and t- be taking bigger risk. You know? That guy that quit his job, mm-hmm. the guy with kids and, and lost oh. everything. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you have to weigh your options too, right? Like... Um, and I, and I developed a plan for him, too. I said, look, if you're that eager to become a teacher, because he just doesn't feel fulfilled in life. He doesn't feel like he's impacting anyone. You know, he's most not, people we speak to, like, that's, that's where that's they make the big thing. change in their yes. life. When they, when they start looking at, because, you know, when we're raised, we'll look, hey, get the money, get yes. the bag, get yep. the bag. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you, you get the bag, you go, damn, it's not what I thought it was, and I still feel like I'm broke somewhat, right? Mm-hmm. I know millionaires that say they feel like they're broke. Something's missing. Yeah, the they're not just trying to be braggadocious. They're, you know they why? Because really they it. compare themselves with bigger money. That's why. That, you could be worth... Or most of their money may be uh, tied up. Yes. Maybe it's uh, equity in, yeah. their, mm-hmm. in their home. It's right? not liquid. Something yeah, or maybe, it's liquid. In, maybe yes. they're 401k millionaires. Rich, rich to, to rich people, rich is liquidity. Mm. It's how much in one fucking day you could just write a check for right like 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 um i talked to norm earlier about uh startups right and how people cash out and get liquidity so one thing you you know i mentioned was uh for example i'm invested in airbnb 
right? Airbnb, the reason why funds get created to buy out shareholders. The shareholders or the workers have been in this company for six, seven, eight years, and they're making a hundred grand a year, but they have ten million dollars in stock. For that eight, for that six to ten years, they never had a liquidity event, and they're willing now to sell their equity so they could buy a home finally for their kids. Uh, they could buy a Ferrari. Why don't they, they just borrow it against themselves so that they don't have to pay taxes? Uh, no, nah, it's that's, equity. That's how yeah. most of the rich people do it. Yeah, right. but most of them don't look at it like that. You know, they they look at I have ten million dollars of stock. I'm just gonna sell. So that's a sell major some. tax bill, man. Yeah, exactly. So, Sheesh, um, ten million. So there's funds that come in, buy it, and and then they get some liquidity. They get an event. So a lot of these startups, uh, most employees don't have the liquidity, and they want to enjoy life. And but they committed themselves into this company like mm -hmm. all in. What so. What are your thoughts on leveraging credit? It depends. It just depends on your situation, right? Like if you're, uh, let's say you own a piece of property and... Um, uh, let me just draw okay. this out. Like you have the liquidity, you have the capital. Yeah. Do you use that or do you see if you can use credit, somebody else's money, but at an interest rate? Yeah. So I'm kind of half and half on this. If you have the liquidity, you should use some of it. But people look at inflation too, right? This, the dollar now is not going to be the same in 10 years. So they're like, let me borrow it now because later it's going to be devalued anyway, right? So half and half says, sure, I think you should pay it if you have the liquidity. But the other half is if you're going to get you know, free money essentially uh, to leverage that and to, to build something else or do... You should take that because why worry about it now? Just, you know, you're getting especially at today's interest. Yes, rate. exactly. So it's half and half. Again, it just goes. If you have it, you have it. Spend it. Yeah, exactly. It just it just depends on the situation, what you're like buying or what you're building a new company. It is the risk factors, right? right? People that I speak with or uh, people that own companies, they tell me credit is is powerful. Of course. Yeah. It's extremely powerful. And that knowing that they have a great relationship with their bank or a, or several banks, that they, if they see something, a great opportunity, they can just snap their fingers, make a quick phone call, boom, and it's done. Um, when they told me cash, you do want to keep it, but you want to focus on the credit portion. Yeah, I think, you know, the historically with real estate, uh, with real estate, you're able to... Um, to leverage that but then there'll be moments like what happened in 2008 where you're you're fucking destroyed so it's just rare to ever have those moments for example like covid all the restaurants were booming tourism amazing everyone's flying all over the world right bam everything stops you have the hottest restaurant and now you're fucked now you have to close doors you're in debt so there's so it's the risk factors. You don't think it could ever happen. So true. But if that happens, the worst case scenario happens, you're wiped. You're all in and you're wiped. Mm -hmm. So this is where the credit. So if you're highly leveraged with credit, you're wiped. You're and done. then now you're owing for the next 10 years versus had I used some of that and not taking the credit, maybe I could survive. Right. Like, the, like I'm out of debt 
in two years versus 10 years, you know? So it's just risk factors. And if you have the liquidity, sometimes, again, I'm 50-50 on this. You, you know, if, if, if you feel, if you're feeling risky, you take the credit. If you have liquidity, do maybe half and half or something. Um, Fair. Because, because you, you need liquidity for, for, for a dark and stormy night. That's how I feel. Because anything could happen, right? You, you never know. Sure. Once again, you never know what can happen. Now, you touched on New York and what's going on here. I can't believe no matter where I go downtown, midtown, uptown, one thing in common, gates are closed mm -hmm. during prime hours, right? Mm -hmm. During peak hours. And for rent signs everywhere, commercial mm -hmm. space and uh, yep. residential. Mm -hmm. Insane. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well the bigger business is new york dead yeah no new york's not dead no i i'm i just went out and, and it's <laughs> it's full not, people no we, i get we it touch on that later I'm, I'm talking about the business side oh the business the side. business side. that's no, that's no. different i mean no, yeah the, i know you the, go the out the business it's be side a... i think people are hanging there and um, but what's with all the franchise i mean these people are used to making yeah. 10 20 dollars a month in rent yeah, maybe even I mean, more but now right, right now are people are still vacant leaving they're still doing the remote thing they're buying houses you know in, in the burbs and those prices are still holding strong and, and going up they are right they and are. a lot of people are selling their luxury condos here they're selling it at a discount some at you know i've seen 50 percent discount 40 30 percent discounts right in manhattan in manhattan well, more so in midtown right everywhere i, I would say yeah. it's across the board but yeah. But they're taking that money because some people bought houses already out there, and those houses already jumped like you oh know, twenty percent, twenty five. So they feel like they could take and hedge. They're like, I could sell this because I'm up here, mm. right? So I don't, I don't think New York, New York could never be dead because we've gone through. I feel like I mean, peak, things, we're talking about peak you know? New York. It's going to come back eventually. Oh, peak, of course. You of think course. so? I mean, I every, so. let's, yeah, it let, might take. It let might me play take. devil's advocate here because yeah. everything is empty, man. Everything, like yeah. everywhere I walk, uh, I, I can't believe I'm going on a beautiful 75 degree weather in New mm -hmm. York City. Sunny. I mean, prime time. I go out. The, even when I'm walking the avenues, I can I can count on one hand how many people are walking down that avenue with me. Not even a New York City block. I'm talking about an avenue. I can see how many people are there. That's insane. Yeah, I've never it, seen it, anything it just, like it. It just depends. Now I think it's picking back up, but yeah, it just depends at w like where you're at. But I think people are being forced to go back to work to at offices. So it's it's you know, and then that's going to create a whole tidal wave where they're going to have to eat lunch at the delis or or you know the fast food joints. Pizzerias. So it's starting yeah. to come back, and then those those people get to work again. How long do you think it's going to take? I mean, I agree, by the way. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to take... What? I mean, look, Delta variant, right? So New everyone variant. thought it was over after that. Other variants. Delta, there's going to be, be 10 other yeah. variants. So, and then not only that, the, the pharmaceutical and the vaccines have to catch up. So every time this morphs, that has to morph too. Until we get over the hump. Right. When is that? It could take another two, three years, right? Okay. Maybe New York will come full force in five three to like four to five years i think yeah I, here's the thing about new york city i think it can bounce back extremely fast yeah you know if, if the right solutions are put in place i can see 
Well, I can see five years coming in. Yeah, five years, easy. Totally. I think easy. Yeah, but again, it, the, the medicine has to jump in front of right. this virus. Like, yeah. if the viruses keep jumping in front, it, fuck, we're fucked. Yeah, and the whoever next, the new mayor is, they're going to have to do something case. about that crime and the homelessness. Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, yeah. those are key contributing factors. No, and it's not also just COVID. the walking dead, I call it. There's the yeah. walking tons dead. of Dude, on my way here, you know like how many homeless people, homeless people are I, drugs, I've seen just drugged around. out on the ground. Yeah. I'm walking right it's by a them, common like sight a whole now. block of them too. Mm. No, but it's a common yeah. sight to just see someone shooting up. Yeah. And, and I have a lot of friends who've moved like to Florida. Oh, they or moved out of to state. to the West Coast. What, one guy, he's like Mr. New York. He was a socialite here. He owned tons of restaurants. You like he No one would ever think he would move. He moved to Florida. The reason why, he had a newborn and at 10 a.m. he was walking out on the street and he was followed by this homeless guy. Mm. And he's just going to a doctor's visit for his newborn. And the guy's just walking, walking, and the homeless guy takes a swing at him. Mm. He misses, and with then he the, with just the realized- With the newborn with him? Yes. Oh, wow. What, just, with the yes. kid with him? He no. just realized, you know, I never thought I'll say this, but I'm fucking gone. What, is your friend, what, white, Asian? Ah, uh, he's Jewish. He's Jewish. a little Jewish guy. Yeah. And somebody just so, but he grew up in he grew up in New York. He, so yes, he's Mr. Un, New York. Unprovoked. Like, unprovoked. And he's like, that's when I realized I have to leave New York. When at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm just taking my newborn to a doctor's visit. And, and this guy just takes a swing at me. That's crazy. So he he and and everyone was like, You're not moving. You're not moving. And he he moved. And he's just like, This is fucked. So, this is exactly what I mean. Whoever the new mayor is, they need to do something about the crime and the homelessness. Yeah. So now, wh- now, when New York comes back, w- would people could be c- consider coming back? Do you think that would happen? Of course, because business yeah. is business here. Yeah. If there's people, if there's yeah. people here, there's money here. Mm-hmm. If there's yeah. money to be made, yeah. the businesses will open up. Exactly, and, and it is picking up, but you know, people are still remote. Now, you you say you were vaccinated and you still got COVID. Yes. Yeah, and you so, were pretty much laid out for a whole week. Yeah, so I was um, traveling, and and I really think COVID. If you have a weak immune system, it's like the flu or, um, or, or, or a cold, where you're gonna get it. Did you, you get the a, Delta variant? I have no fucking idea. But, but this but, was around when the Delta yeah, variant was popular. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was around, and I've never had COVID for since the beginning. Right, I've been in crowds. I've gone to Tulum in a pit full of hippies doing drugs and no one's wearing a mask. Never got it then. It's because my immune system was strong. I feel like COVID is like any other virus. If your immune system is weak or you have a respiratory issue, it's going to attack. Right. Well, they said that, right? Yeah. And I think when I was traveling to, um, to, to, to the new destination, I was just weak. I was tired. I woke up really early and I didn't sleep much and my immune system was weak and that's how I think I got it. It's just it's just that. But recovery was even more amazing, I think, because I beat it in seven days. Uh, so from the day I was quarantined to the seventh day, I, I took another test to make sure it's not false positive, but then I lost my taste and then I knew. I yeah, what were some, some of the symptoms that you experienced uh, during fatigue, the seven days? Fatigue. Um, I lost the sense of taste. I For some reason, I could taste in back of my throat, 
but like your tongue, I feel like there's wax on it, and it's just not penetrating. Like I, it, I feel it's all a mental thing. There's some blockage there, right? But you know, I'm not really into spicy food, and I started having spicy Korean soup, and I usually sweat. You know, like when you eat really spicy, like oh, I, sure. I, I, I'm, yeah, like I I'm in a basketball game, right? Like super drenched. But for some reason, I wasn't sweating. What? So that, and I would think it's a chemical reaction, right? When spice hits you, is a, is a chemical. But for some reason, I wasn't sweating like I normally did. And that that leads me to believe that it's all in the brain too, somehow. It, it must be a sensor that connects your brain saying, oh, this shit's spicy. So sweat. So that was one thing. Oh, kind of like um, what's that Pavlov? Right? Yes, exactly. Every time you ring a bell, the dog will salivate. Because yeah, every so time it rang, just it, 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 it was funny. So I wanted to eat more spicier things because you know spice also it boosts the immunity, right? So I I I like wanted spicy soup every freaking day to like did it help feel that because I wanted to feel my tongue numb. I wanted to taste. The, Wait, was, the peppers. Did that help? I've never heard of some, like, that was one of the cures, like, people would consume spicy. spicy soup for I don't flu know, that was or just cold. Me. Or, I had, I, I felt like case, I needed COVID. that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, on top of that, you know, you need a lot of rest and not a lot of liquid. Uh, but Were you tempted to take ivermectin or any of those experimental drugs? No, no, no. Drugs? So I had a friend send me uh, a bottle of his, he, he swears by this, um, it's called Tolavid. Tolavid is, I think the ingredients is like magnesium, dioxide, or, or, or um, um, like it was titanium of di- dioxide. It was, it was a lot of like metals, right? I don't know what the fuck dioxide is. Okay, so it? of course I had him ship it to me on um, on a Monday. I took it Monday and Tuesday. You're supposed to overdose on it too. You're supposed to take four. What? Well, you're supposed to take Everyone four. Everyone that's listening, this is not medical yeah, advice. Yeah, this is not medical advice. So no, this no. is this just is, saying what Jen This is just a case-by-case case thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're, on the bottle, it says, it's a supplement too, immunity supplement. It, it's not, okay. it's FDA approved and everything. So uh, I What's took- What's it called again? Tol- Tolavid? To- Tolavid, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a bottle. I'll give yeah. you a bottle. And basically, he swears by this. Whenever you feel- tired or, or, or weak you mean so you should take this oh so it's not just for covid it's just oh, to help no, boost your immunity no well it's particularly for for well now is more relevant i guess right so the ingredients i guess really boost your immunity and somehow i don't know what the science but but anyway i had him ship it to me you're supposed to take four doses of these gigantic pills Oof. that three pills at a time so that, and me being wow, you know, a lunatic, I'll pop all three at once and try to drink it. And I'm like, I'm like gagging, yeah, man, right? and it's sitting feeling. on the back of your throat for like until it dissolves for like you know an hour. So it was really uncomfortable. But I I just did it twice. You're supposed to do four sessions. I did it only twice. Okay, I did it Monday. I did it Tuesday. And I, and keep in mind, on Saturday I took a COVID test oh, again. When when did you get COVID? Was I got Saturday it on Monday. Oh, so you got it. So you took Let, it. Let's on just that? say Monday I got diagnosed. Okay. And then I started losing. So you started taking Tolavid at. Uh, um, wait, wait, hold on. Like, like Monday later? through Saturday, uh-huh. I took another. Um, I took another uh, 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 test, a COVID test, and I was positive still on Saturday. So that's five days. Wait, is it five or six days? Five. From yeah, Monday five. to five. So I Monday guess to, no. To Saturday is five. Yeah. So from Monday, 
And the, I didn't think well, I had. Well, if you count Monday, it's up at six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so let me retract. From Monday when I first got diagnosed with it, I didn't believe it still. Because I felt some congestion, but I didn't lose my taste or anything. And it started maturing much later. So when it fully matured, I counted it. So I think on on Friday, I started losing my taste. When so did you start taking the pill? Monday. Mo so you took so it Monday, Tuesday, and then you stopped? Yes. When I you stopped. took the pill, did you feel any difference on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Uh, I started feeling... But it's not just the pill. It's a combination. I'm fully vaccinated. That could have helped too, right. right? And also, I was resting a lot. I was drinking fluids. I tried to do the jailhouse workouts because <laughs> I was stuck in the hotel room that I was paying $1,000 a night, first of all, because I pre-booked it. So I paid $1,000 a night to just be in the hotel and room. And they, they wouldn't let you go anywhere. They, you had no, to stay inside. No. I'll, I'll let you know this. So the government told me not to even tell the hotel. The reason why what? is... Wait, where are you? Which country? Canada. Okay. So I don't want to get into detail, but but pretty much the reason for the, this is actually makes sense. If you alarm the hotel, they could shut the hotel down. There's Ooh. 200 guests. You fuck yeah. everybody's vacation up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said the best thing to do is listen and stay isolated, right? So that's what I did. And, and um, so I stayed isolated and I, li I listened to the government and I didn't go out. They didn't want to ca cause a Yeah, panic. I didn't want to cause a scare. Cause, and they say, I said, how, how will you know if I'm like going around? He goes, well, we'll have cases popping all over the place from you. Right. So mm. we would know it's you. you so how did you get like room service or anything like food? Uh, yeah, no, they dropped it at the door and, they, and I just picked it up and brought it in. That's okay. it. Mm -hmm. So you, everything was it was safe, and you know I was washing my own underwear. <laughs> and oh. so I was doing real jailhouse. I was back in the farm. I was back in Taishan in, yeah. in the farm where you know I was born. So well, I was you know, back. You in had that experience. Southern. So you, you, you. Yeah. No, I have pictures. I had like my underwear lined up lined around up. the tub, you got drying the, you got the line. on chairs, and uh, my socks lined mm -hmm. up. Like I, I really had a, the full thing going on, and. Um, and, and the craziest thing was, uh, yeah, I, I started feeling strong again and I was doing the workouts. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put on a YouTube, like, you know, home workouts and it would be like some hot blonde with fake boobs jumping up and down. And I was following her fucking routine. Yeah. I would never think I'll be doing this, but I was there following you go. her, this her is routine. Yeah. yeah. I was following her routine and I got a sweat going. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew. Like my immunity started building back up, and then my taste buds started coming back. Okay. When it came back, I, I felt like now I'm fully, I'm fine. Okay. So from Monday to Wednesday, which is seven days, so a week and a half essentially, I beat it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was negative. I tested myself because I felt strong. I was like, I no way I have that. So have how it. did you test yourself? You got a kit? I got a test. Oh, I got okay. it. And the guy dropped it at the door. I tested it. Mm -hmm. And he had to trust me, obviously. So, and I FaceTimed him so he could see me doing everything properly. Right. And then I put it back and I gave it to them. Mm -hmm. So everything was done very like strategically where there's no like, you know, contamination or anything. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. But however, they also told me COVID, COVID you could still show positive for a month. Mm. There's some cases even beyond that. 
So I was worried that it's, but but me personally, well, my you immune the, system was strong. You had the I did antibodies. the jailhouse workout, yeah. huh? You had the antibodies in your. I system. had the antibodies, but yeah. I also, you know, this I think is a combination of being being um, hydrated, well rested. I had I was fully vaccinated, and and then maybe those pills that mm -hmm. my friend swears on it helped. Yeah, right. So um, I think there's a combination of that, and then the nurse who actually saw my results was they, shocked they sent you a nurse as well well in the beginning okay. they sent me the nurse to like give me my, my first covid test i took that show me positive she, on saturday she administered she it. Okay. she yeah she saw it and then she was shocked that i was negative she was like wow within I, a week or two well weeks. look monday to wednesday mm -hmm. but i was negative i had a negative result so that means monday through Wednesday, so like a week and a half, it was positive, positive, negative. Mm. How long did it take for you to get your taste back? Tuesday to Wednesday. And the way I tested myself is I had Sour Patch Kids too. <laughs> so <laughs> if I can't, I'm like, it just tastes like fucking rocks Brand. and, and yeah. gummies, right? <laughs> so, but when I started coming back, I started tasting the sugar. The sourness. Uh, the sourness. Oh, yeah. oh, you must have been so excited. And then, and then yeah, and then, my jailhouse workout—I was like all sweaty and, and yeah. I had energy. That's that's mm. what I had. So does I it help to sweat energy. it out? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard that you have uh, to act, stay active. Yeah. Even and the, and there's no dumbbells on it, so yeah. I would curl like I took a chair and I'm like fucking <laughs> curling it like that. Uh, you know. You know what I did? I put a whole bunch of water bottles. Yeah. Inside my my book bags and I, and I was there. You go. Yeah. You gotta you gotta do the I've MacGyver the thing, right? You just have to <laughs> you figure it out. You like adapt. old school. Like I don't know the younger generation knows MacGyver, but yeah, <laughs> we did some MacGyver shit. You know. So wow. Yeah. So that's how I beat it, and then and then I was able to travel. And I was like, let me get the fuck out. So I literally <laughs> landed. Check this out. I landed. I paid a thousand dollars a night. So that's Monday. That's seven. That's about what nine or ten days so i spent ten thousand dollars to not go Just out stuck right in the hotel and then and then ordering food and everything in the end i probably spent like fifteen thousand dollars to just stay cooped up in a hotel it's expensive quarantine yeah you know that's, that's a, that's a lot of that's, that's you know but were you at, at any point were you scared were you like oh my oh, god i'm gonna nah, die from this man nah, nah. really it didn't, I, I, you didn't feel like death like when when the nah, taste started going yeah. in the shivers no nah, no nah, you were like oh my i didn't gosh. have shivers i had fatigue mm. but i never got to the point where like you couldn't I had, even I had a fever stand up i felt warm but so i never it, you never got to the point where you felt like oh shit man i'm this is like i'm done no 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 i never you know that mentality like fuck that like i've survived the streets in new york this fucking virus thing and not only that i refer back to like my bro mom. i had flus that almost Ooh. took me no, but yeah. by the way like even no i tell you I mean, a flu story i want to i, I want to sound train. tough but i'm telling i got a yeah. flu one time that made me question life like yep, yep. oh my gosh i think i'm gonna die like yep. i'm nah, it's I, over, never, I never thought like that i never thought like Shit. that i feel like we're it's not put thought, on this it's the feeling like no no i it get was, it i get it it was of so overwhelming like, oh, yeah no not even yeah. that i couldn't even get out of bed yeah. it was it was just brutality like i yeah, just couldn't yeah. anyone no, that's ever it, got a severe it. flu like it. you just feel like you're dying yeah no i, I don't know felt that i you feel like that. if it's your time to go on this earth it's your time to go but mm. i'm not my time's not ready. so you wasn't psyching yourself yeah, out. yeah no, we we're just like that. uh this no, is gonna we, take we've gone time. through too much in life for that yeah yeah 
That's true. That's then, yeah, because then you're like, well, it was all for nothing. Like, it's yeah. weird. And then, like, for example, my mom also caught it. And, mm. you know, she's older. Yeah. Um, she was fully vaccinated. She was fully vaccinated, I think. I, 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 don't, I don't recall. But, but I told her this. No, no, she was fully vaccinated. I told her this. I said, you know, you used to pick all day the rice in the fields. This ain't shit to you. That's what I said, and mm. she, you know she survived. Obviously, she's sixties, and and um, but just the I think also is the mentality. If you let it win, like anything, right? It's gonna win. So if you if you obviously it's not for everyone, right? But if you have a strong mind and you 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 you're telling yourself I'm gonna beat this, then. You know, you have a better chance. It's, it's, it's. I believe in that because you know the we talked about this. It's like before. mind like over matter. Placebo sometimes. effect. Yeah. Sometimes people get a sugar pill and they say that this is going to cure you, and people are yeah. miraculously cured for whatever yeah, uh, yeah. they have. No, it's just it's, it's just staying strong, right? And you're saying you have a flu story? Oh yeah, I I was like on the train, and I was like he like heat flash. I was like passed out on the train. And for was like, it hot in the summer train? No, 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 no. The there was AC. AC was above me. Okay. It gets cooling, cold. It cooling gets, so me. It was in the summer. It was. It was in the summer. If there's AC, it's in the yeah, summer. It was, yeah, it was uh, cooling me down, and yeah. I was like in front of it because I, I was so hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. And I passed out, and I woke up in a different station, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get home. I I, I don't know where I am. I'm like delirious now. You passed yeah. out? Yeah, I passed out. That's how bad a flu I've get never me. passed out yeah, before. I've, I've never life. passed out in my life either. Not gonna lie. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm choking. Because huh? let, let's say like you're breathing in pretty fast or different. And you're, like, you're trying to catch your breath again. And it's like. No, okay. Like, I don't know. I've never like felt one, that either. I felt, I felt like that like a few times before. I did get like the, the dots. Right? Oh, okay. Where you're like, yeah, holy yeah, crap. Yeah, 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 you yeah. got to blink a couple of times. But mm -hmm. that's because like if I got up too fast or. Yeah, I, I feel like it's also yeah your respiratory. Like if you're breathing properly but sometimes you get cough like maybe you're thinking of something and you just like you lose it for a second and then you panic that's the if you panic then it causes more panic and it'll, it'll shut down like yeah, your, your body lungs. will freak yeah. out mm -hmm. yeah that's Wait, happened so to me how, how that's did you, to me. so that's what happened to yeah, so, me essentially so how did you get home like you woke up and yeah i woke up and i was like i'm in a different train station and i was i was shivering like my whole body was wait this was like all when of a sudden when you're 10 no, no, years no. old, I, when I was you're 20, <laughs> when is this? No, no, I was uh, mid-20s. Yeah, mid-20s. Okay, mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But it was all of a sudden, like, it just, that no, no, no. flash just hit you no, all no, of a no. sudden? No, 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 felt, I felt sick at the end of the day at, from, at work, at the office. I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then uh, I went on the train, and then that got worse. And I'm like, I feel like I can't move my body. I'm so hot, you know, in my so clothes. So you had a virus, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was just stuck. And it made you pass out? Holy cow. I passed out. And then uh, when I woke, I was at the train station. But then I was. This was before COVID? Was, uh, uh, before COVID. This is before okay. COVID. Yeah. yeah. That was the worst, worst flu I ever had. And how if long, how long and were if you COVID is, up for? Uh, I think about a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The worst was, I don't know if you guys have a strep throat. I had that before. That's I had terrible. that. That was. That's what I'm drinking too much. You're talking about flu and, 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 and coats. Partying too much? No, I don't know how I got it, but. Uh, it's just when your immune is it's low. low yeah and that's a i went to the doctor like. because my throat was fucking like you know you get like um kind of those canker sores in the back of your throat because mm. strep throat like cuts your shit it even right? hurts to just swallow yes that's why it hurts because you, oh, you have lesions it's called you got sores lesions or sores in the back of your throat you can't eat you can't and you can't like every time you try to like 
you know, just just drink, I haven't had it drink or for anything. like the longest. So I think in college I had it. Yeah, so ever since then I've. I made sure I did. So how do you how do you like feed yourself if you can't? No, I mean you can down? eat. It's just oh, hurts. It's just brutal. You just have lesions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. like patches. You, you know what helped the chloroseptic spray? I don't even know that, that. Like it was just yeah. like I think a Tylenol, or whatever, or Nyquil, or whatever. One of well, them, and, and also it in and doctors, it if you don't diagnose it right, they'll give you like these antibiotics that have nothing to do with strep throat. So that's what happened with me too. Oh, they give you worse. general antibiotics. They just gave me some general shit. And then I got worse, worse, and then I said, "There's something wrong here. You gotta like." And then they did the swab for the strep, and they go, "Oh, you got." They gave me one day; it was like gone, like. So give you the right medicine. Also, you just have to be careful and with diagnostics. So we were talking before. You said something about you were out last night at yeah. uh, New York City's Tao yeah. uh, restaurant. So if people that don't know, it's a popular restaurant slash yeah. nightlife scene. Yeah. How, and the reason I asked this is yeah. because um, I'm curious. I haven't been out in the nightlife scene, not because of COVID, just because yeah. my lifestyle's changed. But sure. um, what is that like during COVID? Is it still popping? Is it still yeah? No, dope? it's 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 like nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So everyone, the people that come out at night, the, everyone. I mean, there's people who are wearing masks in the clubs, uh-huh. uh, or they're um, being cautious and trying to separate but you're in a club you're not separating from anybody right uh so i think the younger generation and people who really don't give a fuck right now they they rather live their lives than worry about yeah there are a lot of people like that yeah so even adults in the older so i think i think the nightclub scene is hot right now um even though you have to show obviously you're vaccinated um but again i was vaccinated i still got covid right? right so in the end again i'm a firm believer if your immunity is weak and is compromised you're gonna get it but if you're strong it's around anyway like COVID's everywhere so as long as your immunity's strong i think you're fine so even so you if think, you're in a room so with you COVID think people, covid could just be in someone even though they're testing uh, negatively. You, yeah, you, you could think- be a carrier. Everyone, I feel like everyone is a carrier now. Like, right. it doesn't matter anymore. So you think once the immune system is shot, then yeah. it takes the opportunity to take over. Yeah, it's just, just kind of like, like any cold or like flu. A, or- it's just like a ninja. It just kind of camps yes, out in your body exactly. until it's a good opportunity yeah, you to you're, attack. You're just going to be a carrier. Or it's incubating in you, right? Like it's, that's wild. It's it's there. That's wild if it's really like that. It's- I think so. That's That's my philosophy after I got it. Yeah. is make your, make sure you're well-rested, you're hydrated. And if you are, if you're not one of those two things, don't go anywhere. Just stay put and get hydrated, get rested before you do anything. For sure. Right Now, New York Nightlife, you said that it's it feels just the same as it was before, or is it better? I think people have more energy now because they've been cooped <laughs> up. They've been cooped up, and they're I like I see that half eager. smile as you're saying this. So yeah, it must be a good very, time out there. They're very eager to express themselves. They're very eager to drink alcohol. They're very eager to live because they've been just cooped up, and they want to very scream eager and to shout, hook up. You know, I'm sure they're very eager to hook up as well. Like, right. um, you know, no, I'm not saying you because I know your situation, yeah, yeah. but I'm like yeah. the. The people you go with or yeah exactly you know, obviously exactly. when you're crowd you get you see what's going yeah, on yeah. but but people are out and they are spending one thing is i feel if you, if you don't haven't noticed 
Rolexes, Ferraris, all the luxury brands is all waiting sold list. out. You can't. You can't find even get anything. on a waiting list for no, a it, Ferrari. You can't exactly. Or, yeah. There's no more luxury brands because all the rich are just buying up everything because there's nothing to do, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Look, this is a perfect time," and they're also getting richer. You know, the rich are getting richer in this environment because they know how to make money. Yeah. Whether it's through real estate, whether it's through the stock market. Um, but capital markets and the stock market has been tremendous for... If you look at the... I was just looking at the graph, uh, was it last night or this morning, of the stock market, and it is just has been Straight an up. upward climb. Yep, like, yep. It's, mm-hmm. there's no like zigzag up and down. It's literally, when you zoom out, it's just straight yeah, up. Straight up, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've it never is. seen I, anything like it. Yeah, I think, you know, there is going to be a reckoning coming and it's going to come hard i don't know that's what know. scares me yeah i don't know when but it's always good to hedge yourself right now like do you, like pull some so, money back so how do you hedge yourself in a situation like that like, um do you just hold cash piles of cash or yes you, where do you go to do you go to bond markets like where, yeah where you- i think the best thing to do is liquidity is king so you always want to keep a safety net and and, and a nest egg just just there for yourself but that could like that, that could survive and put you in a good place for the next like three to five years. Obviously, you know, it's hard to have accumulate three to five years of money that you could just live. But, you know, if you live in, in a tight budget, yeah, I think you can manage that. But to hedge, you have to get, you know, traditionally and historically, people hedge themselves in gold, gold for example. Because right. gold, well, gold is a safe really haven. Been- yeah, there's intrinsic value. Uh, so people hedge themselves. The way you hedge it, you could buy physical gold or people just buy gold ETFs or gold companies. So myself, I've hedged myself in that too, where I've invested in a lot of gold companies. Uh, so I, I do have a hedge there uh, on that end. But also, just just for example, the tech deal with the private jet, like I see that as a hedge too. It's a tech deal. People don't want to fly with 300 people on a commercial airline so i see that kind of as a hedge too but but you want to get to things where you think or 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 hedge yourself into things where three to five years from now you think is going to re is going to surge right um but if you don't want to be in equities at at all getting some cheap real estate right now is there's plenty of deals everywhere right uh but liquidity is king i would i would stay liquid and just wait for the right moments um, to come back in. But you never know. It's just, again, the market and you don't know what variants so are gonna come. So do you think come. now is a good time to invest in a stock market even though it's pretty much at all time highs? Mm, again, it's just case by case, right? Uh, for example, a lot of the Chinese uh, companies got destroyed, like Alibaba, mm-hmm. obviously from the government and so there's a lot of deals out there that you know have pulled back from their highs and they're really low right now too. you think it's a good opportunity these chinese uh, stocks I'm, chinese stocks you yeah, said like alibaba no, i mean for example if, alibaba, if you, if you do you think alibaba is a good opportunity do you look at it uh, right as a now, discount or do you look at it as it just, uh, it, fair it, value but again it depends on where the market's going because in the end if the stock market tanks no matter where the valuation of baba is going to tank with it it's going to move with the market so so if you think the market's going to tank it's probably going to tank more baba so i can't really say it's a great investment now even though it's pulled back because it'll move where the market's going to move so short term 
perhaps not if the uh, stock market crashes. Yeah. How about long term? Let's say five to ten year outlook for what Alibaba. For Alibaba, I would look at that and say it looks good around here. Okay, yeah. so but the the government is so unpredictable. Yeah, and that's the you thing. Know? There's always risk right. factor. You see, Very, if, if it was just a perfect world where you had you, you like everything was treated fairly, then then sure. But this is not. The, you know, if you have Jack Ma, the richest man, and the, one of the most powerful men in the world, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you ever mention me, you getting fucking jailed or anything? You're scared. There's some real like. Wait, you, you can't there. mention Jack Ma? No, I'm just saying Uh-oh. Jack Ma talking shit about oh, the yeah, government, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're telling a billionaire to shut the fuck up and to never show your face for, for this month because you said enough, that's some scary shit, right? That's a lot of pull. Wait, has lot he, pull. Has he been seen? No, he, he resurfaced, like, I think many months. Like There's not years. a lot of... But their stock already collapsed, like, yeah. 40%. And they, they, they say that he was in a, in a re-education camp or something like that? Oh, Jesus. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fucking beat his ass, right? So, <laughs> like a, <it's laughs> bamboo stick him, bamboo right? Stick, so, feather duster on the ass. Yeah, exactly. So, it's scary. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say invest in Alibaba, but the valuations are good there uh, because it's come down. But, again, if the market tanks... It's going lower. It's going to follow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not gonna follow. To that. It's gonna follow. Because if um, people start selling, if there's a lot of sell pressure, it's gonna cause. Yeah, no matter what direction you think something is valued, is gonna go lower. No matter what, if the market goes lower. So, you, what are your what are your thoughts on cryptocurrencies? Uh, crypto, like, y- you know, the the crazy thing is, I had a friend who had the first meetup in Manhattan for Bitcoin. Like, this was. I would say maybe a decade ago or, or longer. I remember Bitcoin was like 40 cents. Mm. Okay. So, he, so you knew about Bitcoin yes, at 40 yes. cents? He, 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 had a, he invited me. I went to it. I went there. And it was a group of like nerdy looking guys who looked like they do conspiracy theory shit all day long. <laughs> so they said, you know, this is how you do it. You mine it like this. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You guys are fucking idiots. Like every single one of you. You guys are dumb, right? And, he, and then he said to me verbatim, he goes, look, Jay, you lose five to 10 grand a day in a stock market, like trading. Just throw 10 grand into Bitcoin and chill and hold it. And I was like, no, that's stupid. It still doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me, right? I didn't listen to him. That ten grand could have been, I think, maybe oh half gosh. a billion. Who knows, right? But oh, way more. F- yeah, I don't. Mean, I have no idea. I you just will remember be considered a Bitcoin whale. Yeah, I know. I know. I, it was disgusting. But you know what? Is is those cases where I think that would be nine figures. Yeah, someone tells you something, right? And then you don't get in. So you watch it keep going, and you don't get in because you're like, "Fuck!" I said no here. I don't want to get caught here. I don't want to get caught, but it kept going, right? And the signs were there because my younger brother used to get paid Bitcoin to fill out surveys. That's how Bitcoin got big. They got people, um, they got people to take on Bitcoin at delis, at pizzerias. So he used to fill out these surveys for like two bitcoins, and and he could and he either could keep that or buy a slice of pizza with it. And <laughs> I heard about that. Yes, yeah, you heard about yeah, that, right? So my brother point. will fill this shit out all day for free pizza. <laughs> oh, 
So he he <laughs> said, I think he probably did all these surveys that were like a hundred bitcoins at least. He said because he would just do it. It'll take him ten or fifteen minutes, but he got a free slice from it. And he never kept kept any. He of, never kept it. He's just like, why? He's gonna mm, get free slice of pizza. I gotta do the math. I mean, you, so you, let's you, say he didn't he, have the fortitude to see had this. hundred like bitcoins. Twenty years later. Fifty thousand per Bitcoin. That's five million dollars. Yeah. So he he sold five million surveys. bucks for mm. for probably like ten slices of pizza. Right. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And then me, look at me. Is like, you know, you I would have like four hundred thousand. I don't even know four thousand bitcoins. I don't even know. But but in the end, it's 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 sickening that I was at that meeting. With mm. all those fucking nerds. You, you talking about like, um, like maybe somebody who was this uh, started uh, Ethereum. Like people of that caliber were at that meeting. You're saying like, mm, I have no idea. Yeah. I just know they all look like fucking nerdy. Well, that's guys the thing and, though. That's the people that really got to, uh, to take advantage of Bitcoin in his early days. They if, understood it, you know. It was the nerds. Yeah, because they before it. it was they, they transacted everything on the web that they just right. thought it was really cool. To give it to, and then eventually they were like, "Yo, this is going to be." Something. But they were really smart. Whoever like penetrated the masses, they did it through that pizza and food. Oh, oh you mean mass adoption? Just like if you just of. look at it from zoom out, they got all these young people to understand Bitcoin through all these surveys for free food. That's fucking genius. That to me How? is more genius than Bitcoin itself. Like to penetrate it to the younger audience to force them to understand it and then they get a free pizza or you get to keep it like and they don't want to keep it i don't they think it's zero right yeah how big is cryptocurrency actually because you do a lot of travel you do a lot of business yeah. deals do you see a lot of people talking about digital currencies yeah of course like people now that it's accepted and there's exchanges right you could actually get liquid real cash from it that changes the game so now there's funds there's institutionals being a part a, a part of it now it's something real i mean before it's just people talk shit about it mm -hmm. now you could cash out 50 million dollars now you could cash out 100 million it's fucking real now so yeah, wherever i travel yeah people always say do you make money in crypto and i'm like no i make it the traditional way where we build companies and and no, there's no crypto involved. Now, at any point, do you want to make money off of crypto now? Uh, or are you still I, like, I, I if do, I'm not I buying have, it at 40 cents, I'm not no, touching I it have, No, I have people who approach me for crypto deals all the time. I have invested in crypto companies, trust me. I, so I've invested in probably a dozen already and cashed out on, on probably most of them. So I've made money through companies as equity. But me forming one, I've thought about it like doing my own crypto um, or bring crypto into like the tech side into one of my companies. Yes. How about just purchasing it straight up? Would you purchase? A nah, I'm not. Up? I'm not. It's 50,000. Fuck no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I have friends. What from if high it's school. one million one day? No, probably it will be. Then you would Who knows? you bought at 50,000. Well, too bad. I had it at 40 cents. So fuck that. Like, I'm <laughs> not chasing. Wait, 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 wait. Is that, is that an ego chasing. thing? But is it an ego it, thing? Yeah, it's like, he's going yeah, to stand on that. Ego yeah. thing. I'm, oh. I'm already done. It's, I would never buy Bitcoin. You're moving forward. That's it. It's over. Because you missed it. Because I missed it at 40 cents. Fuck that. I'm not. I'm not playing i'm not chasing so is that is that how you poach you know just investing yeah, too investing too like i don't like chasing things deals yeah um 
if it happens it happens like if it i, I feel like it's just it has to be a natural organic experience like or, or or deal like if i come in from the beginning i come in from the beginning it's not meant to be mm. so i could have been worth a ton of money i wouldn't even have to deal with all these scam artists and fraudsters and, and losing i would have just made all my money and you see this is where you said when is it enough right i would have been like i'm done <laughs> <laughs> no i would have been like if that's okay that's if you hold it hold it too right you gotta and hold it if that's you hold right. it to fifty thousand, oh, yeah, sure the fluctuations like, happened and yeah Right. I have friends who actually like they they bought, you know, like five grand at a thousand and they're, you know, a lot. They're worth a lot, but they're not selling. They think it's going to a hundred. They're not gonna they're gonna, oh, it's gonna go to a hundred when it's a hundred thousand. It's gonna go to a hundred. Yeah. So again, me, I'm not chasing anymore and I'm not gonna act like I know it. I just you know I, I've spent money on mining it. I've done I've done it all. I own Bitcoin ATMs. You did all, you did it all except for actually purchasing. Yeah, but it. actually, I, like I did everything <laughs> around it, but I refused to. No, what if someone came up to you like, "Hey, there's this new crypto. It's going to be the future. It's called BRB." Yeah. Right? No, I don't believe it anymore. That's and they're like, "Hey, I you can get in at thirty cents. cents right now. Would no, you get I have in?" Bitcoin at forty cents. Like, fuck that. So, so the entire market. Yeah. Unless, again, unless if I create the crypto, then I'll do it. Then I'll believe it because it's my baby. Wow. So I'm never gonna back anybody's crypto. It's stupid. Like, God, I'm gonna create one. I'm gonna create it. I have the means. So to what do if it. you had that same group of nerds hit you up and say, "Hey, Jang, um, why don't you come meet up with us? We're, we're gonna talk about this. We think there's a new crypto that's gonna be the future." It, I'll listen to it. It's the fastest. I'll listen XYZ. to it, but I'll probably say, "Nope, not interested." I'm just, just not because gonna, you missed that boat. Yeah, just because wow. I can't. I can't backtrack. I can't. I'm done. Like. I, I, miss, like I, miss, I miss the boat and I don't want to hop on multiple bolts to get back. Like, just, I get like that if I buy something at a cheap price, let's, yeah. say, let's just say I buy Bitcoin at $100, yeah. I can't buy it at $1,000. Yeah. You know, it's like, even though if I know it's going to go up, this is psychological block in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. We go, I bought it for 100 Why would I pay 1000 for it? I yeah, don't but, know if this well, is like... Yeah, exactly. What, what's going to happen also is if you were a smart, like, some smart investors average up so if it keeps going up or like a stock or a coin or whatever they keep buying more and more because they're already up so they just but their average continues to go up but but then you get to accumulate more right so if you but it costs that, more your cost basis yeah, but that's goes fine up. because you're making more money but again yeah i like to do average. it the other way like if i love it at 50 i'll love it even more at 25 of course of course at, but that's not know. how it works in life you know so well, averaging crypto, up is okay. Crypto, it does tank though. It does have this like sudden yeah. drop offs where you're like, oh my gosh, is this the end? And then it yep. makes a phenomenal yep. comeback. And everyone's mining and every, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm over it. All right. I'm over it. Like, I have friends who work at um, Walmart, <laughs> um, Amazon from high school. Like, they're in the corporate side of it. Right, right. But, they're like firm believers in crypto and they and bitcoin they keep buying it at the all-time highs they buy more and more oh and more. so they don't care and then they okay. read into all the the like blo like websites and they it's just like it's overwhelming and then they tell me to buy it. i'm like fuck off you know like <laughs> i don't listen to you i had bullshit. it 40 cents he's like you're gonna regret it it's going to three hundred thousand. then you're gonna cry and i'm like nope not gonna cry but you're not gonna you already have money yeah so exactly. i think, I don't, I think I don't you'll care. be fine yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I think someone still working for the man would be crying. 
Right. If they, if, because it's an opportunity uh, to get in. If right? I was For working a nine consumer. to five job that I hated yeah. and someone came up to me and said, hey, buy Bitcoin at a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck off, you nerd. <laughs> I mean, some people. And then all of a sudden, one day I wake up, it's yeah. on the news, it's on CNBC, and it's like, hey, $60,000 on you. Pe- I'm going to. People I'm gonna became, question life, man. People became instant millionaires off, you know, cryptocurrency. So there is opportunities where it's like, you know, it's like it's like putting all your 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 bet into a, a penny stock, and then one day it's yeah, it's gonna yeah. instantly change your life. Yep. Anyway, it's rare. So to get rich these days, do you think it's a lot easier or harder? Um, it's much harder to get but, rich, but, but the tools are there for you. Right, mm. so it it is easy because you're you're you now have more tools than back then when we grew up. You have the internet. You have people you could be fake these fake gurus or whatever. Right, so there's a lot out there you could get information from, but in the end, it's also who you are, like the right choices you make. If you want someone, if you want to pay someone to get rich, it's never going to work. They're just going to take your money. But if you take some of their experience and you apply it to yourself, that's a way to get rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, like be, be a sponge, like take here, take there and form something for yourself. But right now, this is the best time to take risks, right? Uh, especially if you're under 30, you don't have any kids, you don't have any obligations, mortgages. This is the greatest time for that because you have all this knowledge. You, you have connections you can make just from your fingertips with some of the biggest guys. Will they answer you? Who knows, right? But uh, but you have a better chance to get rich. Is it harder? Yes, because everyone's doing this. You, even though it's easy for you, every, it's easy for everyone. So the odds of you getting it, getting rich is gonna be harder. Uh, so but there's you more have the doors tools. opening, but there's even more people rushing yes. to those doors. It's like mining. Think about like Bitcoin mining. You could buy miners, All everyone's mining. Right, and then each time you mine, it's harder to get the Bitcoin. Right, it's the same thing. Everybody could get try to get rich. You have all the information, but it's going to be harder for you to get rich because everyone's fighting. Everyone's trying to eat from the same plate. You have anything else, no? We have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. He was down and out, uh, and you know another girl broke his heart. Health wise, he wasn't doing well, and I said a quote to him that really. Um, really hit him and it kind of changed his mindset so I said to be at the highest level you have to take yourself to the highest level so what that meant to him is look he was overweight I need to change that about myself also he's letting a, a girl like like take over his life have like, tremendous he, power he, over he, him yeah he just had this this spell over him and she wasn't even that hot okay so I, I know he could. I know he could do bet, better, way better. So he, what he did is he just changed his mindset, and he started working out. He went on a keto diet, and he lost a bunch of weight. And now he's doing better in business. He 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 met a, a really hot chick. So, you know, things I say to people sometimes really. Resonate. You know, like resonate, resonate yeah. and and also they're in a place where their mind isn't right. And they come to me for wisdom or whatever, and I give it to them straight. <laughs> you know, we're we're like from the streets. We we're New York guys. We don't fucking dick around. And I say it really harsh to them. 
you know that quote is is nice but i probably said a lot of mean things to him before that i probably ripped his soul out and smashed it and stepped on it and and said you're a fucking loser retard and all of that but that quote really um really hit hit him and, and struck he, a nerve and he actually really took. Kept, took it and he kept it in his mind fresh every day right and because of that he's able to now transcend himself and bring him to a place where you know and then recently we saw his ex and she's been like weird as fuck and knows like this guy you know is doing good now and you know he lost a lot of weight and, success is the know. best revenge exactly. it really is yeah Wait, what do you mean she's weird, by the way? The ex. No, like for, like for example, situation. she saw me and she punched me in my stomach instead of saying hi. Like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> Wait, she just came up to yeah, you and, and punched me in my stomach and, 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 and just left? No, and then she wanted me to talk and oh. I wanted to punch her in the face. Because <laughs> like, it was she, funny. I was like, what, is, what if like you went like a few inches down and hit my wiener or something, you know? <laughs> that's like a that's like a high school thing to do. Yeah, exactly. You know Immature. Yeah. yeah. So when she punched, I was like, motherfucker, like that could have money been, maker, like, man. I, I was gonna punch you in your face, like, you know. So, <laughs> so that's what I mean by fucking weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you usually just say, hey, how's it right, going? Right. But instead, she punches me. Right. Right. Like with all her might too. <laughs> that's and then I'm maybe, just like, yeah, maybe she felt some kind of way. She's jealous or whatnot, and no, she, she took it out on you. Yes. Right. She wanted to speak to him, but. She didn't, and yeah. it came towards me. Oh, that like okay. built up frustration mm. with each other, and it came at me, and I'm like, what the fuck did I do? You well, know? you know what, they, they weren't good for each other. You know, she, yeah. I, from what I've heard, I mean, I yeah. was there for him at that time, and um, for those moments, and yeah. we went out together, and I'd listened to him, and I mean, just from the stories he told me, I'm like, man, it's like, it sounded very toxic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like, I think the key thing is in, a, in any relationship, you just gotta look, is, does this person have my best interests? Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And, and if they, uh, does this, you know, it's very simple. Does this person make me a better person? Or make me want to be a better person? Just like your relationship with our mutual friend. Yeah. You obviously did something to make him want to be a better version of himself. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you said that because that's a, that's a big reason what motivates me to not, everyone goes, yo, Will, I can't picture you looking anything else but skinny or yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, y'all didn't see it when I put on a lot of weight and yeah, yeah, I put yeah. on a ton of weight, but I was at, a, like again, I was in my video game mode. I was yeah, just yeah, yeah, being yeah. lazy. I, mm -hmm. I gave myself that roadway. And, but to be your highest self, to give yourself permission to, to thrive. Reach that. yeah. And you're, you're, because you're giving, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like what, it, I think it's the biggest shame when you see someone who has potential to be great, but yes. they don't give themselves or allow themselves. Or just themselves. a greater version. So I pride myself in also unlocking the value in people. Like they might not see it, but I know how to utilize them. Like they, they might have a gift, but that they don't see. So I've always been able to do that. Like even in business, I'm able to structure a deal or business around that person that makes them unlock their true value you play to their strengths yes exactly and i give them the structure to do it right? i give them the confidence because i'm backing them now and they're like you know i got jay behind me um i feel like a little swag now like i could go out there and raise more money myself and and that's what happens they become a better entrepreneur mm. and and because i'm there to help them and i'm not saying it's solely me they already had it have it I just, i'm just there to like unlock it for them 
because they 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 don't have anybody telling them that they're they're capable of doing yeah, that. isn't that sad people go through life without forming relationships whether family or friend or business mm-hmm. where someone goes hey it's okay you can take risks i have your back or someone saying hey you know you're really good at this maybe you should get yeah, it a should, shot this is why you want to surround yourself with people like the, it's cliche always like surround yourself with good people but it's really surrounding yourself with people who actually care too right it's not just like surround yourself with good people it's people who care and they care about growing with you if i didn't want to grow with another business owner I wouldn't even care. But that people also have to realize that if you want those type of relationships, you also have to invest in people. You have to go out your way. You have to say yes to those people. Hey, you want to hang out? Yes. Hey, you want to do this? Yes. Hey, can you do me a favor? Yes. You know, a lot of times they expect that type of friendship from people that they meet, but they haven't given those yeses to formulate um, a bond. Yeah. So people have to realize that it's not just, hey, Jen, can you do something for me? Yeah. You're on my podcast. Can you, yeah. uh, you know, obviously you're going to be like, Will, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. Jen, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Do you have any last words? No, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. This is thank your moment. Thank you for you guys. Yeah. Supporting fellow Asian brothers is, is very important. Uh, obviously, I have a nonprofit, Lunar NYC. We support, you know, inner city Asian kids through sports and education and and you know supporting more Asians and you, you know it's, it's it means a lot to me so because I'm one of you guys right so it's yeah. certainly is a big deal yeah, yeah. we're gonna put all those links uh, in our description uh, on our, you know social media channels sure, sure. Um, well thank you uh, for taking the time because it's been an inspiration talking to you so thank you all right thanks thanks guys lucky boys out lucky boys podcast Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.